So the government didn't let you go to the gym yeah. for like how long? Uh, so, okay. So off and on, right? So in the beginning of the lockdown, so quite a bit, like for a while, you couldn't go anywhere. And then, uh, which was like, I was like, all right, understandable, I guess. Like shit's going on. We don't really understand what's happening. It's been a while. And then they allowed certain people to go to the gym and that kind of pissed me off, which what pissed me off more is that people could go to the liquor store and to the dispensary, but they couldn't go to the gym. So I'm like, so I could absolutely demolish my body and like, you're, you don't care. But if I go to improve my physical health, you're like, all right, you got to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was even just like the lockdown in general, like it was. Uh, like liquor stores and like pot shops or like essential services, but a gym was it. But I'm like, I guess so. Like contact sweat and everything. Sure. But then when the passports came in, I spe- like a group of people specifically wasn't allowed to go. And I'm like, okay, why though? Like, what's the deal? Like, like it like affects you so much just because like the gym's just like, okay, I'm going to be honest. If people say I go to the gym to be physically healthy and just like, this is good for me. That large person line, BS, BS. I I go there because like it makes the sad thoughts go away. Like it is like the one time I get to have me time. Like I love my girlfriend. I love like work's not bad, but also girlfriend time and work time are separate from me time. Because like you need a break from everything else to just to be like with yourself and like you stay like I like on PR days, which is like when you lift heavy and everything. Like I have heavy metal music in, but regularly I'm like relaxing. Like, this is relaxing for me. Like, I'll put in, like, a podcast, like, Jordan Peterson or something. I'll put in, like, I was listening to an audiobook. I was listening to, like, Witcher, the audiobook. I was listening to, like, The Hobbit, just, like, doing bench press and stuff. And so, like, it's super relaxing. It, like, helps with mental health because it knows, like, I'm working on my physical self and I can, like, control it. And that's another thing. Like, life is so unpredictable. Like, it's bananas unpredictable. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. But the gym is the one thing that will stay consistent and I know that because like you go to the gym, you work on this exercise, you do this exercise properly, you improve, you put on weight and you continually do that. And you just go up levels. There's very few things that you just continually do that. And it doesn't matter. Like as long as you're lifting the weight, sure. There's certain work, like uh, work exercises, like reps, uh, how many sets you do. Sure. It gets different, like body formations and stuff, but either way, you're still growing muscle. You're still moving up. You're still able to control it. And like, it's hard to find something like that outside of the gym because it's like, I don't know. Cause it's like, I don't have a huge talent for a lot of things just cause I've, I haven't really branched out to a lot of things yet. And I found the gym. There's something that's like, Oh, I can improve on myself and get stronger. And you can see a difference in yourself. And like, sure. Like obviously a large part of it is like, Oh, I don't like how I look, which was huge. High school was like my peak body dysmorphia phage. I had like, Guys have eating disorders. A lot of them say they don't, but like they really do. I remember in high school, I uh, my ADHD medication reduced my appetite a lot, like a lot. And uh, but here's the thing: that's not what the eating disorder was really from. Sure, that didn't help. That didn't help at all. But I worked out twice a day, sometimes three times a day, just to feel like I was within physical form to be attractive and to be okay. Like I remember. I took weight training and uh, health and fitness. Same shit, different title. It's just working out. And uh, so I'd have that during school. And then after school, I'd go right to the gym. And if not, like as well, sorry, uh, during lunch, sometimes I'd play soccer with my friends or like do other sports during lunchtime. So like I'd be exercising there, I'd be exercising there, I'd be exercising there. And sometimes when I'd go home, I wouldn't feel like I was enough and I'd work out there. 
And and this was and the ADHD medication was causing you to not eat as much. Yeah. So like too. I'd almost faint a lot of the times because like I'd be overworking myself. But like I've been chubby since like I was a kid. So like even when I was at my skinniest, I still had chub on me. And so like that just made me like overwork. And so a lot of people said that like I find this funny now, that like I have a huge head. Like giant, like it may not look huge, but it's pretty big. Uh, on my frame now, it fits. We gotta measure after. Yeah, like on my, on my body, it fits, right? Imagine me on a smaller frame, dude. I look like a bobblehead. Because like I had, I used to be super good at running because like that was a good way to like cut weight, and so I had like a runner's body, and so like I'd work out and go running a lot, and so like I was like more thin framed with a big head, and so my friends would like say I look like a bobblehead, and not to mention like my legs uh, don't get jacked they get really toned and so i was still chunky up top so i had super thin toned legs and chunky up top with a big head and they're like yo you got weird ass proportions man i'm like you're damn right <laughs> but now since i've like gained a little bit of weight it's like it better in a way because like some weight has gone to my legs and so like it kind of looks like proportioned because i know if i start like doing cardio again like losing weight really heavily i lose weight in my legs first and mm. so I have to like, it's like a process that like, I have to get over. I know like I showed you lose weight because like, obviously t huge effect on the joints. I've noticed that a lot. Um, but I have to like get over the fact that like, I'm not going to look great at a certain point. Well, there would be like a, maybe like a weird period. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, when you're growing your hair out long and there's like the long fit, like you're super long, looks great. Short looks, short looks good too. But the in-between phase, you're just like... What is this, a bowl cut? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not great. So that's me whenever I lose weight to a certain degree because I'll be his super toned legs with like a chunky top. And so I'll be like, I'll go, I'm going to fall over, look like an upside down traffic cone. Yeah, I think the scientific term for that is goblin body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now I got, I'm toad body built. I'm short and stout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like goblin body, it's just like, ah, that's, in, that's interesting you bring that up because I remember one time you telling me that you couldn't lose weight. It's okay. And then I was like thinking when you told me that, like that's that just can't be true. No, no, no. Okay, so it is possible for me to lose weight, but I have to take very drastic measures. And sure, I could like really focus on it. And it's like to a degree, it, I can lose weight, but I don't lose weight in the ways I want to, which is like so stereotypical human being. You're like, oh, I can do this, but it's not doing it the way I want to, which. A lot of people say, oh, you can concentrate where you lose weight. You can't. That's BS. Like people are like, oh, use a waist trainer. Yeah, you sweat in that one spot more. It doesn't mean you lose weight in that one spot more. That's not how yeah. calories work. Yeah. Like you just, you're just sweating where you're losing weight. Sure. But like you body doesn't lose weight like the way you want to. It's random. That's why you see like some girls, like even when they gain weight, it all goes to like their hips and their legs. And some girls, none of it goes to their hips and their legs and it goes to their stomach. Mine, it all goes like stomach and legs. Like that's the only place to go. There's like my legs and my stomach. And so like even my legs now, I'm like 205, 2010. And like even now my legs are thin as shit. Like I, I was a like I was in football for years. And like I I was a lineman, which means I had to push people and drive with my legs. My calves are still tiny. My girlfriend on the other hand, never done calves a day in her life. Jacked calves, biggest calves I've ever seen. Strict, straight from genetics so like it really you can't choose what you get with your body but like i know that but like i still hope that like i, I can lose weight in certain ways but like i know i can't but it's just like your brain tricking itself yeah 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 I, yeah i've 
heard that you can you just got to lose it flat across the body. Yeah, it, and it, you, it your body loses weight the way it wants to, not the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Which is like a big fact you got to get over. I'm still struggling with that fact. I know it doesn't mean I accept it. So how lo- so when did you first go back to the gym? First go back to the gym? Like uh you know when we went to the gym? That was my second time going to the gym. Okay. Yeah, so I went back Friday and then um I went with you on Monday. Friday was the day I was allowed back. Like I went the day of. How how was it like the first day back? Oh, it freaked me out. Because I remember my last day there, I was being walked out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that. Yeah. So my last day was the day I was going to hit my big like deadlift PR. I was going to get 495 on deadlift, which is five plates on either side, which is like huge for me. It was like a, my year goal. And uh, then they, when I was about to do it, they're like, oh, have you heard about the passports? And then I got walked out. And so coming back in, I thought I was going to get walked out again. And they just waved me in and said, oh, morning. And I'm like, shit, we treating this like it never happened. Yeah. And it's weird because I was like good friends with like a lot of the trainers and people there. And they're like, oh, yeah, good to see you, man. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I wish I was here sooner. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so it was like a year or something. It was like it was, it was six months. Okay. Six months, which it may not seem a lot, like a lot, but six months of training and six months of not training. Very different. Sure. Six months of training, you can get a lot of progress. But six months of training, you lose a lot of muscle, like a lot, a lot. And there's a saying that it's harder to get in shape than it is to get out of shape because getting in shape is a lot of hard work and like it's a lot slower way slower getting out of shape you could sit there for not do anything for two months and lose like a large portion of your muscle yeah after eight weeks i believe you lose your muscle you start losing some of it so what is eight weeks about like what just over two months one and a half one and a half or eight weeks weeks. eight weeks is uh, yeah yeah. so two months so like I was six. So like that's continual muscle loss. Yeah. Did you not, what did you do in the interim and how was your mental health? Terrible. It was the worst. It was one of the worst it's been. Cause, uh, there, there's another saying that like what the day you start working out is the day that like you never see yourself as big enough. If you work towards being muscular and like, that is very true. Like body dysmorphia is huge. Like, especially for a lot of guys, guys don't talk about it a lot of time. Cause like, you know, the whole stigma around guys talking about feelings and such. But, uh, when you had that mindset of I'll never be big enough. And then you're not able to improve yourself. That shit hurts really bad. Cause then no longer are you seeing any improvements at all. You're seeing loss of the improvements you already had mm-hmm. and knowing, Oh, that PR, that PR is going to have to happen in another six months because I have to work back up to it. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer where I was. All that work was for not for nothing, just baloney. And uh, I kind of want to like plug calisthenics here, but the thing for you with calisthenics is <laughs> yeah. like there's no big weights to move around. Yeah. So the problem was I tried doing calisthenics for a while. I did it for like a month and a half. And then my buddy had a gym, so I went there for a bit. And then here's the problem. I moved around a lot. I moved twice in like three weeks. And wow. so like like I was moving around a lot. And then I moved to Abbotsford. And my buddy doesn't live in Abbotsford. And I had to like bust down to like go to use his gym. And calisthenics made me depressed in a way because I went from deadlifting and bed pressing to doing push-ups on the floor and pull-ups. Yeah. And I'm like – and I was using like rubber bands to like work my hips. I had weighted uh, – 
like four pound like ankle weights and I put them on one leg and do kicks and like try to improve somewhere like that. But then you're like, you look in a mirror after doing it for months and months and you see absolutely no progress. And you just like, if anything, you're like lack of progress and you barely get a pump from it. And if people don't understand what the pump is pump, when you get, when you like uh work out, it's insane. So when you put blood through your muscles, when you're lifting weight, all your muscles are pumped up and you look big and it gives you a confidence boost, like huge. So like when we were doing deadlift afterwards, my back was just like super pumped up and looked like more muscular up top. It was like, that feels good. Cause it's been a long time. And also just like feels good in general. But when I do calisthenics, I don't really get a pump. And that was like, that's like half the little daily satis- satisfaction. I'm just like, you're like, Oh, how, how long does that last? Cause it, it depends. So here's the, here, the funny part is, um, not a super long time, but it's like a short little, you euf- like euphoric moment of just like after the gym, you look in the mirror at yourself and you look huge. Sure. That pump disappears. Like probably like half an hour later. Yeah. Okay. Cause I've, cause that's what I was wondering. Cause like sometimes I'll like finish working out then go to the bathroom and be like, God damn. Yeah. That's I'm, what it is. I like this pump. good already. What it's, the fuck? it's called a pump. And then you wake up the next morning. You're like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's so good. Like, it's so nice. I guess like, I've been cheating then, sending my girlfriend photos. And, and right like, afterwards? I'm like, no flex? No hey, flex. no flex. No and then, but <laughs> yeah, you I, didn't say, I didn't say no pump. Pumped up as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It, like, uh, my one buddy I took to Thailand, um, he wanted to start working out. And <laughs> he worked out for about three weeks. And he said to me, Quinn, I got a new muscle. And I went, hold the phone. Why did you get a new muscle and I didn't? And then I looked. Mans was talking about his tricep. That because there should be a line right there whenever you work out or like if you work out, there should be like a slight line or like if people are really defined, you can see like it's called croissant arm where you're able to see the whole thing. He had the line and he went, "Dude, look, it's new." And I was like, "Michael, I don't know how to tell you this. It's just because you've worked out a little bit." And he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's not new. It's been there. You just..." It's just underdeveloped. It's malnourished. (laughs) We work on this shit more. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, but he was super stoked. Like, I I was like, he's like, do you understand why I work out now? Because he he was he's like a huge nerd, right? Like, not not against anybody that's a huge nerd. Because like, how to say this? If you walk into my house, I'm a huge anime nerd. Huge, huge. I'm just like a jacked weeb, and uh, he's like a huge gamer. And so like, he has. I call it gamers back where he's like hunched over a little bit. And so when he was working out and he saw progress, he's like, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's like awesome and everything. And so like we worked out like when you're in Thailand, he's like, he loved it. The only part that scared the shit out of me was since he has that hunch, teaching him deadlift form is the scariest thing because you have to have a straight back when you have deadlift. His natural standing is like this curved. Just like a curved back. So like he's curving, he's arch, like straightening his back as much as possible. And people recommend you don't do deadlifts when you do it. He wanted to. So that's why I was teaching him. And um, so he never really had back pain from that at all. So I was like, that's good. But even though he knew how to do it, when your back looks curved like that, everybody will give you a look like you're doing something wrong. Because everyone will be like, that's improper form. And sure, they give him a look. But they give me even more of a look since I'm the one training him. Wait, so his back looked curved despite it being straight? Yeah, because he has a hunch. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called I call it gamer's back because he sits in his chair like this. Yeah. And so he got, he gets up and his back is like that. And so, uh, like legit, whenever he does like it does a deadlift, 
his back is stuck like that. And so it looks like he's curving his back to get the bar and lift it. So it looks like he's going to like snap a vertebrae. Yeah. And so they look at him, they're like, that's really dangerous. And then they look at me angry and i'm like nah man you gotta understand that's his back he we got wa- a gamer in here. like we got a gamer like this is his natural spine man like you gotta understand i don't get the chance to explain myself because they just give me a glare and i go to like uh, none of no one's confronted me about it let's make that clear everyone at the gym is usually pretty friendly you'll get there every once in a while i call them jersey shores where steroid junkies and they fake tan and they wear muscle shirts and they're just overall douches and I call them Jersey Shore because they look straight off Jersey Shore. Like, we have a couple of them at the gym. And one of them, real bad guy. One of them, real nice guy. Sure, like, some of them may be nice. Some of them may be bad. But, like, a lot of the time, they correct your form. And a lot of the time, your form isn't wrong. And they, and sometimes they get ego about it where it's like, you can't do that weight. And I'm like, yeah, this is my regular lifting weight. Just because you do steroids doesn't necessarily mean you'll get stronger. It just means you'll look bigger. Sure, a lot of the time it does help with strength because it does reinforce your muscles and joints. Is it is it steroids? Is it just recovery time? What do you mean? No. Uh, so what it does, it fills your fluid, your muscles with fluid, uh, like so it pumps them up, and you look massive. So even someone that does steroids and doesn't work out, they will look bigger than a person that just doesn't work out. Hmm. Yeah, because it just like pumps up your muscles. Like, it, it, but here's the thing: the after effects of you not working out and using steroids, you get flabby skin. Like, it's really flabby. This sh- like, you already get stretch marks from working out because you're gaining muscle and you're losing weight and stuff. But like, it's like legit flabby, and it's like a like a a flying squirrel that like the skin stretches so much. Because I knew somebody in high school that they were huge, huge gym rat. Like they're massive, and then they stopped working out, and legit, it all just like sagged. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So like there's certain advocates for steroids because there's certain like health benefits and stuff. I'm not going to get into specifics that is out of my expertise because I never really looked into it because I'm like, because you're, cl- you're clean. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm clean yeah. as shit. I think that's, I think that's the way to go personally. Yeah. It's, Cause here's the thing. If you're not going to compete, don't use it. Cause if you compete, every single person that does bodybuilding uses steroids. Everybody hates that fact. That's a fact. So like, Everybody you see up on that stage is on gear. Gear is referred as steroids. So, like, everyone's geared up. Every single person. There's not someone up there that isn't. I, I don't like a professional stage. Sure, there's amateur competitions. Don't get me wrong. Amateur competitions. Sure, there's people that are, like, just really toned, look really good. But you get to the level of, like, legit that looks like they can fly away with how big their lats are. That's not, that. it's not, like, humanly possible. Is there non-steroid leagues? Probably that they aren't nearly as possible because they don't look nearly as big. Hmm. The, the thing, the thing about the, that's like I've wanted to be muscular, you know. Yeah. But the, those guys, I can't understand really what they're getting at. Yeah. So, what do you think? I I don't know what goes through their head with that because that's like a whole nother psychological thing. Because a lot of people love it. I love it. A lot of people, it's a lifestyle, and they love how they look. They love like seeing how big they can get, how far they can push human reality. But here's the, a fun fact: they're heart rate and health is the exact same as an obese person because you they are the same weight they're just but their heart still has to push blood through all of that muscle it's not any different for fat you're you still like you see someone that's like solid muscle mass at 280 their body's working at such a hard speed all the time that's why a lot of like uh bodybuilders die from heart attacks like crazy like a lot like recently a 
famous bodybuilder died from a heart attack. I don't remember his name, but it popped up on like this bodybuilding feed that I uh, look at. He's like, oh, dies at 43. Wow. Yeah, he's not old. That's a wow. That's that's a yeah. weird, perverse thing. But I mean, I guess it, it makes sense. Yeah, you, you fill your body with additional. That's why the BMI scale doesn't really work for a bodybuilder, because a bodybuilder would be like two percent body fat and be like, oh yeah, you're obese. Yeah, but that they're, they're like, oh yeah, they're obese, but look at them. But it's also like, but maybe it does work in a way because yeah, there still yeah, is a yeah, problem. Yeah, exactly. So they're like not obese, as in like they're overweight, but they're. It's like their own set of issues. That's why there's a, a guy I follow. His name's uh, Noel, and sorry, Noel, but like it, just, it looks like Noel. But a uh, huge guy, really nice. Like he's like one of the nicest guys. And he's like, I don't recommend gear if you're not pr- planning to compete. He's like, I hate kids that like just take steroids to be big when they're younger, and then it affects them later on. He's like, I have a crew of health professionals that look after me. A lot of kids don't have that. Because he's like, yeah, they look after my heart. They look at my blood pressure. They look at this. They look at this. Because like, you don't just take a certain steroid. It's not one thing. You have to take a bunch of other things to combine to make yourself healthy within a degree. There, You have to take insulin for some of them. And did you know that there was an insulin shortage? Because you know how there's been a boom of bodybuilding. Like before, no one really talked about it. Sure, it was like a niche. But now like you see it everywhere. You see jacked guys everywhere. Like it's just like all over social media and stuff. It wasn't that big before. It was kind of a niche. Now it's so big that there was an insulin shortage. That's wow. They don't need insulin. They want insulin because they don't need to bodybuild. Let's make that clear. They don't yeah. need to. That's a choice. They like they like doing it. That's their passion. I'm not against that. I'm against them taking it away from people that are diabetic. Yeah. That's completely different. And I wonder if they drive up the price too. Yeah, probably. Like that's that's and on an, on a note, do you, would you say would you say the same thing about just straight up working out like they don't need to work out? Not to a degree because working out first of all like Again, I said the BS about physical health. Sure, that's really important. Like, if you're overweight, okay, I'm going to say this very bluntly. I'm overweight. I'm chunky. I understand that. Uh, but if you're overweight and you're saying you're, it's impossible to lose weight, unless you have a f- medical condition, like the man that was the fattest man in the world had a medical condition that his thyroid or something in his throat would make him gain weight unconsciously. That's an actual thing. He just kept gaining weight. Not even he didn't really eat. Just kept gaining weight. If you have something like that, I completely understand. That's 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 different. That's terrible. That's awful. But people that overeat and just sit there—that's your fault, dude. Yeah. That's like no one's like get get in there. Like no one's feeding you or like overfeeding. Sure, there are cases where it's a toxic relationship and they're like they're called feeders where they keep feeding, they keep feeding. Yeah, I get that. But also, that's you're partially to blame for the excess. And like, oh, there's a lot of health problems, obviously, that come with that. And like, the, the gym is great because the gym will always be there. The, and But that's what destroyed me with the whole COVID thing. Because it wasn't always it there. It wasn't there. And you don't want to, you want to know, you know what's ironic? The gym I go to is called Anytime Fitness. And I'm like, oh, now it's Sometimes Fitness. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is BS. That's a perfect segue, actually, yeah. into what I want to talk about. Um, so did you hear about the myocarditis and the periocarditis with the COVID vaccines? No, I did not hear about it. Okay. So specifically young men slash boys yeah. um, were getting myocarditis, which is like heart blood clotting. Oh, from like the COVID or like the vaccine? From both, but more so the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. I did hear about that. And I've met a couple people that had clots from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have too. And that's the thing. It's like 
you can't come to the gym unless you get the vaccine. But for some of you young men who are healthy who get this vaccine, it's you're going to you get a heart blood clot condition yeah. where if you work out at the gym that we're now saying you can't Which, go to, you'll have a heart attack. Okay, so here, here's another thing. My family has a genetic history of blood clot disorders. That's another thing. That is another reason I didn't get the vaccine. I personally don't have it. My sister has it really bad. You flicker and she bruises because she clots so fast. It's bananas. Like that's the way. But like my like, mom really like flick her. Oh and yeah, like, yeah. Like later. that's how my mom passed away. It's because like she died from a blood clot, and so it's genetic and it's passed on through like genes and stuff. So I didn't have it, which is great. Like I was blessed with that. My sister has it, and that is one of the reasons she didn't get the vaccine. And people still got mad at her for not getting it. I'm like, my sister already has like a a list of health conditions that came out of nowhere that she has no idea how to explain them. She doesn't want to add the vaccine, which has like a a weird chance like it's a freaking lottery of like oh how will you be affected by this a sore arm are you going to be in the hospital mm -hmm. like i she already has to go like tests all the time she has had such a weak immune system that she like got sick all the time right she had nine covid tests something crazy like that because her work whenever you got sick during that you know that insane period where you feel like even if you had a slight symptom covid test mm -hmm. she just kept having to get them because she'd go there She'd get the COVID test. Do you know who goes to a hospital? Sick people. sick people. And she'd get sick. And so it'd just be a repeat of the, like this cycle. And legit, I was like, I understood why she didn't get the vaccine. Because like the blood clot and everything. And I'm just like, it's such a pain in the ass. And then like my girlfriend's uh, aunt, she had, she's, she had a stroke. and um, From the vaccine? No, 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 no. This okay. is separate. So, like, she had a... Se her, this is her second stroke. And she was in hospice, so she, they thought she wasn't doing well. And then she was she got out of hospice, and they were going to send her home. She was like, you're actually doing great. This is some of the best recovery I've ever seen. This is amazing. And then she got the vaccine because she didn't want to get sick when she went outside. She passed away four days later. Wow. And then they went, wow. no, it's not related. Wow. Yeah. Related. And I went, what did they say? Did they have another reason? Not another reason. That's, that's fucked up. How They're they like, oh, it, it, you know reason. what? It, 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 it was possible. She was in hospice. I'm like, yeah, but she was getting out of hospice. That's what you just said. You said it's the best recovery you've ever seen. But now you're changing your story. That is so perverse. Coworker. Uh, dad's been battling with cancer for years. Dies from cancer. COVID death. Yeah. They write him down as a COVID death. And they went, he, she went, no, he had tumors throughout his entire body. I think that's what it was. But he got written down as a COVID death. Yeah, Even if he had COVID in his system, it would not affect him because he, he's been battling cancer for years. And I'm like, why is he written down as one? That's a, that's a really... <sighs> but then they, they say that's a coincidence too. That's, they say that's not possible. And I'm like, so are you just skewing the facts for your favor? Because like, that's what it kind of seems like. And I, that's, you're kind of sketching me out. Well, um... There was this incentive that the government created yeah. in good faith, maybe, maybe um, rewarding hospitals for taking care of COVID patients. Yeah. So if your patient died of COVID yeah. instead of cancer, yeah. you were you got money for helping I didn't, I didn't treat know that. the pandemic. Really? Yeah. Shit. So they created this incentive to... That's a toxic incentive, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, with the whole blood clot thing, I met a guy at um 
this record place that I went to because it's like a really cool shop. And I wanted to talk to him because he looked like he's like a, a seasoned veteran, right? He looked like he's been there for a while. And uh, I was like, I want to have a conversation with the guy. And he was having a hard time speaking. And so, like, I didn't want to push him to do anything. And he goes, hey, like, listen, like, you're a really nice guy. And I actually wanted to talk to you because, like, you're so talkative. You seem, like, awesome. He's like, I can't talk right now. I got the vaccine and I'm the one in a million. He had a blood clot in his throat. He can no longer speak properly. Uh, was it just for that moment or forever? I don't know. I didn't really get into it with him. He's like, yeah, no, I, I got a blood clot in my throat. Now he, like, he can't speak properly. And I don't know if that's permanent. But again, like, either way, like, if it's like, it was, you said it's for a while, but I don't know if, what for a while means. And, like, it's just so crazy how quickly people went along with all of this. Oh, and how fast they are to defend it and how fast they are to, like, demonize you for not getting it. I, like, my aunt will always go, I'll hug you even though you're not vaccinated. She'll start off with that. She'll yeah. start off with that statement. And I'm like, whatever. Like, we're family. Like, I've, you, well, I've definitely heard worse from family. But, like, it's like so annoying like it's just like a backhanded bs before we like hang out i'm like you don't need to say that it's not mentionable yeah i'm like why do you need to say it but every single time it's happened like three or four times it's it's the first time people are asking about medical history yeah i'm like their friends and family like my um i remember like me my grandma hasn't hosted like christmas or like thanksgiving like during all these years and she used to host it every year and uh, i got a phone call from her and she was like crying over the phone and saying that i should get the vaccine because she doesn't want me to die and i was like bro like can i have a choice and she's like you like you just don't understand i'm like no i feel like you don't look into it at all yeah well i mean was she watching cnn <laughs> like that's what that's what I don't know. She's like she she went to the to the lengths of saying there was no side effects, and I'm like, first of all, okay, that's where I'm gonna stop you there. That's BS. Yeah. She's like, I didn't even get a sore arm from it. I'm like, first of all, that's the least you should get. I'm like, that's you're just lying. Well, like, I mean, like I, it's possible. I, sure, it's possible. sure, it's in the plausibility, but like super unlikely. She's like elderly, and she said your grandma never had any side effects either. Which I'm like, at. I even if she has side effects, she's at the point where she couldn't describe if she had side effects or not because she's like elderly. She's like ninety something, and yeah. so she's like not all there. It's just, she's feeling like bodily pains, and she's like, "Is this additional or was yeah, this here yeah, before? Yeah. <laughs> is this the new DLC, or is it what? Or is this like has it been always been there? Is this the new Fauci DLC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like it's. It's really not cool. Like my dad was uh, seeing this girl. It's like a complicated scenario with their relationship or whatever. But she has MS and she got the vaccine. Yeah, it kind of paralyzed her. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But like they're like, oh, well, she has MS. Like it's totally possible this was the MS acting up. But she, it was like they said it was uh, – what's the word for it that something happens? They're like, oh, yeah, it just happens. Coincidence? Coincidence. Sorry. I used it before. I forgot the word. Yeah. Uh, they said, oh, yeah, it's just a coincidence. And I'm like, so – like it's how fast that, is it? Oh yeah, no, immediately, like the next day. Like the next day, she's. What do you mean? Yeah, paralyzed? like oh, like, like she, like she's like oh yeah, no, she like she can't like she's having a hard time moving at all, like neck down. Holy like, fuck! Pissing and everything. Yeah, no, she was in the hospital for weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and they're like, oh, and, and then did and, she, was she unparalyzed? Yeah, like that. Yeah, she's she's working like fine now, but like they're like, oh, see, it's like again, they're like, oh, no permanent damage. And I'm like, bro. 
she couldn't move. Yeah, you did. are you yeah, guys going to write you, this you, one you, down? Yeah, you got to you got to gloss over the fact that she couldn't move. Like I don't know. There's yeah, there's something you're not looking at here. Yeah, like they they just kind of like, "Ah, that's fine." And I'm like, "It's nothing permanent." And I'm like, "Okay, so if nothing's permanent, then it's fine." Okay, I see. And even if it is permanent, don't worry about it. Yeah. But if you don't take the vaccine, see who do you think you are? And I'm like, why wouldn't you take this vaccine, yeah, like, Quinn? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, legit, it's like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand at all. Literally, the only reason I was so close to taking the vaccine is, like, to go to the gym. Do you know how douche you have to be to be, like, going against all your morals to be like, I just want to lift weights? <laughs> like... <laughs> I, well, to get the vaccine? Yeah, like, just get the vaccine just so I could go to the gym. I didn't even care about going to the movies or going to the restaurants or going to, like, see concerts. I was just like, I just want my daily routine back of going to the gym. And so, like, I couldn't find it in myself to compromise and just be like, yeah, you got to break. You got to bite the bullet here. Go get the vaccine so you can go to the gym. Like, I, that's such a dumb reason. And so, like, I never did it. And now the vac- like the things are lifted, which... Let's see how that goes around flu season and then the mandates are back up. But, you know, that's a different yeah. story. Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't come back. Yeah, which, but first of, some okay. countries are bringing it back. Oh, okay. The mandates. The fact that they removed the mask before the mandate really ticked me off because he's like, I don't care about the mask. That's, that's the thing with me. I don't care about the masks at all. I, like, it didn't bother me because I was like, whatever. But then they moved it before the mandate. So I'm like, it kind of looks like you want the cases to go back up before you remove the mandate. Hmm. Cause like I didn't like that. I'm like, why? Don't, like I was expecting just to wear the mask forever. Cause like, they're, sure, masks do help to a degree. Certain things it doesn't help with. Like, there is a reason doctors like, wear d- like like the development of children. Yeah, exactly. Like, but doctors do wear masks for a reason. Like, it helps to stop sort of germs. I get that. And but then they remove the masks, and I'm like, before the mandate, I'm like, why are you being weird about this? Because like they said, oh, this is going to be like the new normal is wearing the mask all the time. And then they removed it before the mandate. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you see how everything's going after well, that? I guess the, the, the thought was, the false thought was that somehow someone who got the vaccine, the, their second vaccine six months earlier, were still protected and somehow maybe not spreading it even, which yeah. was like thrown out. Yeah months before yeah so which is like i don't understand why the booster is so quick like it's like oh two vaccines all right booster and i'm like okay my girlfriend's pregnant right and so there's this um disease she she could get which first of all it's very rare like the ob has been an ob for like a decade and a bit and she's like yeah i've never seen it never even heard of it it's called rubella in OB, like uh, OB, uh, yeah, OBGYN. It's yeah. Uh, basically for like people going through like uh, uh, pregnancy and stuff, and just overall dealing with like women's parts. Like guys don't really go to an OBGYN. Uh, we just, I just use OB for like shorter terms because OBGYN kind of long. Um, yeah, it's called rubella, and she's like, she's never seen it. Have you heard of rubella? Rubella, I actually have. But really, I haven't heard what it is. Exactly. Like I haven't even like. I don't know anyone that's had it. And she said, all right, you haven't had the rubella like vaccine uh, like in a long time. You haven't had the booster. You want to know when you get the vaccine is when you're a baby. You want to know when you get the booster? Mid-20s. That's 20 years to get a booster. And yeah. I'm like, that makes more sense. Or even a tetanus shot, which is what, every 10 years, 15 years, something like that. And I'm like, even that, I'm like, that's years. That's a long time. That's over a decade. Mm. And I'm like, I get that. And then the vaccine's like every couple of months. And I'm like, what? 
Well, that's that's the weird thing that they that they don't reveal is that it's not really a vaccine; it's a yeah. gene therapy. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> because they're giving you. Well, they they said this at the start; they're not giving you the virus; they're giving you information how to fight it. Yeah, but they they won't call it what it is, and it's gene therapy. Okay, that makes because they're giving you genetic code. Yeah, which. I don't like that. Which is a weird thing to let them do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't like you tampering with my genetic code. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I don't, like, I understand you can hack computers. I prefer if you didn't hack my genetic code, you know? Yeah. It's not and for me. I kind of want to go go back to um, just how easily everyone went along with it. Like, yeah. at my job, it was when the mask mandates were lifted, yeah. it was all of us were wearing our masks and then the very next day we all had them off. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we compliment each other's faces and then we went back to, we went back to work. It's like, what could they, would we have stood up? Yeah. There was, you know, there was the freedom convoy. Yeah. Which I really appreciated. Yeah. I didn't participate in, but... Uh, there are certain aspects of the freedom convoy that were like... A little topsy turvy, but like well, there was the the couple weird guys who showed up with the Nazi flags, but yeah, that wasn't yeah, yeah. that was like three three people. So yeah, yeah. there like sir, there are like sir white supremacists always mixed in with a crowd, but there also were like groups there from like Asia. They said we left from China because of government control. We didn't come to another country to get back into it. Yeah, that's that was what I loved seeing. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you. Thank you. And then, like, there was, a, like, a large portion of the Indian community there, too, that they're like, yeah, no, our government's super corrupt, and we left India because of it. And we're like, we came here for a new life, not to be controlled again. Yeah. And I'm like, there was a thing Justin Trudeau said, which, first of all, got him in shit immediately. He said, like, everyone there was, like, a Nazi supremacist and, like, white supremacist. And the person that was, like, a part of the Jewish community stood up on the council and went, hey, yeah, my family's down there right now. And you're saying we're, like, fascists. You're saying you're, like, Nazis. Could you, like, apologize? Because, like, a lot of my family are Holocaust survivors. Yeah. And then he he, like, sat down. And I'm like... Bro, <laughs> which the government's a whole another can of worms because like I, I, most people don't like Justin Trudeau, right? Just because well, like he was like a charismatic guy in the beginning, and then now what does he have? Some charisma, but he's overall just like kind of seeming like a douche. Well, l let's go there a little. Um, yeah. Did you know that Justin Trudeau is one of the World Economic Forum's young global leaders? Oh, is he? <laughs> yes. And have you heard of the WEF? No. Um, they're they're pretty big. Yeah. Uh, and they have infiltrated many governments around the world. Yeah. And they and the lead their leader. See, okay, when you say infiltrate, I'm already I now thinking it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll suspend your judgment. Until yeah, you hear yeah, this. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Their their leader yeah. openly wants COVID to be a great reset of human life, where we can where we can implement all the good policies. Oh, all the all good the ones. good ones. All the good ones. Yeah, so far they've been great. They've been a, you know they've been a treat. Uh, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. Well, to a degree, COVID as a reset, yeah, 
that makes sense because uh okay well, hold on hold on you're, you're, you're sorry sorry you're, i'm drifting away i move my head a lot when it, i talk dude, I you should just bring the microphone with you yeah that's true but also like i don't want to fuck with it because like i'm gonna seem like i'm gonna break stuff it's it, it's pretty gyro right yeah. it's 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 limber it, it can go like check that out oh my god dude that's more range of motion than me oh my god look at that boy right there anyway uh oh i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> we, were, we were just talking about the world economic forum yeah and then infiltrating. All right. So I'm not going to remember what I talked about. Uh, this is Claire. So I'm going to move on to something else to do with Justin Trudeau, which is a subtopic. Have you seen the video of him at a world leaders conference trying to shake everyone's hand and no one shakes hands with him? No. It is the most disappointing as a thing as a Canadian to watch as he goes to shake someone's hand and they look at his hand and turn around. Like, legit, he he grabbed his stuff and left while everybody else was still talking. That's, wow. Because no one wanted to talk to him. And then at other conferences, countries are just shitting on Canada. Or, like, not Canada, but, like, him in general. And I'm like, that's cool that, like, everybody's picking on him because I don't like him. But also, man, he's, like, our representation, right? He's, like, our, our leader in yeah. a sense. And I'm like, I don't like how he shit. Like, like... There, sure, there's other countries that have bad leaders, and sure, they say dumb things, but, like, at least they get a handshake. Why? Man doesn't even get a handshake. Like, that says something. I'm like, they, they, they can't do the effort to do this. Like, do you know how much? This burns no calories whatsoever. But they went, yeah, that's not even worth it. And I was like, it makes me feel kind of bad in a way. For him or for us? Us, like dude. Because, like that's the leader like he's 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 the face he's the face of the country like i sure that's a gross thing to say that like sure the like the leader is like us he should he's not but like say it's like oh who represents canada we were not he's not gonna say oh yeah quinn cope over there that's the guy yeah. like like they're not gonna point out a random person who's doing good they're pointing out the guy that's leading the country which in itself is a whole yeah on that note did you vote in the last yeah oh. I didn't vote for Trudeau. This is not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I didn't vote for him either. <laughs> it's, yeah. Which, uh, to be fair, there, by the time the voting gets to us, and if it's already decided on one side, the most we can do is make it a minority government. Yeah. Which we kind of did with, like, the NDP. And then, like, didn't but they the, sign a new thing that now he's still in power until 2025? The the NDP, though, the, he, they're in Trudeau's pocket. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I've uh, I kind of considered considering they made that deal because now he's just in power for longer. Which is <laughs> what's the uh, Rylan? What's the max term you can do in Canada? For what? For prime minister. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why I thought you immediately. I thought you meant like sentence. <laughs> I, I, I want to see how long Trudeau can stay running this little show yeah oh it's a show getting us into debt after can you bring up the canadian debt oh dude <laughs> what a fun statistic <laughs> it's um you know but he did legalize cannabis yeah that was that, him right oh that was definitely him definitely that have was done a fucking while him dude thank yeah. you dude i'm not gonna lie to you Weed has less side effects than booze. And I'm like, you kept booze, the booze is around. And like, people, like, 
All right. If I get into booze a little bit here. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, if I get into booze a little bit. Uh, like, car accidents, up. Domestic violence, up. Sexual assault, up. Like, it's, everything goes up whenever, like, someone is intoxicated, right? And, uh, but... On, 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 on booze. On booze. Correct. But when someone's high, yeah, those statistics don't apply. Yeah. They don't apply whatsoever. No one's fucking taking off your clothes while they're on weed. They're yeah. looking at their hands. Yeah. So, like, legit, all like all these criminal factors go up when you're intoxicated, and none really go up when you're on weed. But, like, he's like, oh, I legalized it. I'm like, yeah, dude, you really didn't. Yeah, sure, you de Like, it was already decriminalized. So, there's, like, a difference. There's criminalized, which is, like, meth, heroin, crack, and all that. Sure, you get charged with, like, a, a felony. Even if you smoked weed when it was illegal, cops really didn't do anything about it. They like they're like it's so decriminalized. Like four twenty in Vancouver, people are just smoking weed everywhere, and cops are like, "Okay, whatever." And so he's like, "I legalize it." I'm like, "Sure, let's give yeah yeah you can tax it now. Good for you." Well, I think it is a step in the right direction. Absolutely, you're right. It should be legalized. I'm just saying he shouldn't take credit. Well, I mean, someone had to do it. I don't know. Someone I, I feel like it's kind of fair. It. It's kind of fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. I he guess was the so. guy to be like, let them smoke weed. Let them smoke weed. Let them ingest. <laughs> Make it sound like you're eating it. Well, I guess you could eat it in a way, yeah. You could eat it. Yeah. Because then it's a totally different chemical. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, uh, one, what, one's, a, one's a flower, one's like the seed. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm, just, I'm BSing right now. I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, uh, it's like the THC chemical that uh, I see, you I see, breathe I see. in. It's um, when you eat it in your liver, it's changed up a little. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Yeah, I've definitely seen some messed up people on an edible, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially if you sent, you get someone that makes it themselves, and they don't get the thing right, and they're like, yeah, this is 20 milligrams. <laughs> this edible H. Oh, my God, dude. My my girlfriend, they said, yeah, it's 20 milligrams. It's not like I botched the brownies. They're not super good. She was the highest she's ever been on an edible. Like she had like uh, the ones from the dispensary, and they were like a lot. I don't remember how much they were, but she was like she took a lot of them. Didn't get affected by it. These brownies got her so high she sat for forty five minutes putting cats in bags, just on the ground. She's like, "Yo, do you know how easy it is to put cats in bags?" She's like, "This is the best day of my life," <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, "Yo, are you good, my buddy?" He's like, "I'm feeling kind of woozy right now." He gets up, man faints. <laughs> And this is the day before, like we took him to Thailand, right? And so this is the day before we're leaving for Thailand, and we're hoping it's not anything serious. And since it was edible, it was fine. First of all, I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I, I always make fun of my friends, always, even if it's like a horrible situation. I shouldn't, I do. Uh, he passes out. His mom goes, "What's happening?" And I went, "Nah." So my friend Michael, uh, he. Uh, He's the guy that like passed out or whatever. I made the joke that like since he took all the money out for Thailand in twenties, first of all, that is a hilarious thing to do. Do you know how much money he took out to go to Thailand? Like it's a lot. Many bills. Yeah. So in twenties, like like a comma amount of bills. And <laughs> he had them all in his wallet, right? And so he passed out. I'm like, Michael, your wallet was just so heavy it made you fall down. You're just too stacked with money. And he rolls over and just flips me off. He's just shaking his head. He's like, you're such a bastard. I'm like, yeah, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> How long was he up for? Uh, like, no, five seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, so legit, he was just like, well, what is a ghost? And then he's like, what happened? I'm like, oh, you passed out. Yeah. 
Do you, do you think that was just from standing up? Oh, dude, no, no. It was like a mixture of a bunch of things. Like he was just like already not sleeping. And then that botched thing of like brownies legit got everybody baked off their shit. Like every single per- there was like five of us there. I didn't partake, obviously. I'm not a big partaker in that. For, obviously, there's going to be people here that don't know me. I'm clean slate about everything. Like, I d- haven't done anything. Um, so I was there, and I, I'm just an observer. I usually just, like, a caretaker type of deal. Like, I've trips after mushrooms, all that type of shit. I've, like, been around, like, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, so everybody was just baked. Like, re- like, like, insane. Like, even my girlfriend, like, who has an extremely high tolerance, went, well, that was a lot. And I, she's, like, she's like, I have a headache. I like I like I drove drove her home right. I don't have my license, but she's like she doesn't trust me with her car. But she's like, yo, I I can't drive home, and I'm like, shit, that bad. She's like, yeah, that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Well, I was listening to a pod earlier today. Yeah, where they're talking about if you really want to see what weed does. Yeah, you because because weed is like before I've said weed is. Is is psychedelic in some capacities, to, but to not a degree, really. Sure, but if you take a lot, definitely. Yeah, I don't think you like. It's not the type of psychedelic where you start seeing shit. I think you just start seeing shit in a new light. Yeah, well, I think. Well, I think it's kind of sometimes both of those. Like yeah. you don't see. It's not the same as like a mushroom trip. Shit. Yeah, but you can still see. You can still see shapes and stuff. Yeah, like I like one of my buddies. He got par- like paranoid as shit when he got high one time. He just started seeing shadows on everything, which I'm like, bro, that is the worst high I've ever seen you have. And I'm like, everyone else is relaxed. And I just see him doing this. He's like, I'm like, fuck you, looking at. Me. He's like, see the shadow over there. I'm like, yeah, it's sunny out. There's gonna be shadows. He's like, not this one. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> so like. But like super minor, like he wasn't freaking out or anything. And uh, but like I, I've trips out for mushrooms, right? And Here, hold on, uh, I, I did you hear that kind of like cutting out when you were just laughing there? Not particularly. I'm, Maybe what I'm gonna did. what I'm gonna do is I think it's clipping, so I'm gonna turn us both down, and then we'll get closer to the mics. All right. So we'll, so, so wait, wait, you gotta get like real close. Oh shit! I'm kissing this thing. Hold on. Shit. Am I passing my like genetic code with someone else right now? How many people have touched their lips to this thing, Calvin? Because I've seen you it's, sing. You suck it, on that mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was clipping. Fuck. Oh, man. So how much is like... Okay, well... Hmm. I think okay. If you if you want to laugh, go like a little back. Yeah, yeah. Do do like a head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll look like a like a like a night fake laughing as he's like on a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay yeah. perfect. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. So is it working fine now? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right I, I watched it when you had just laughed, and then it went red, and so I was like, oh shit. Oh okay. well, red's never a good color. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. A heart. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But like, if it's out of someone's chest, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Context matters. Yeah, exactly. Calvin, for the record, there is no term limit for prime ministers in Canada. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's a that's a no te- term. That limit. is a terrifying fact of the note, Ryland. Thank you for that. <laughs> Trudeau could be our overlord forever. Oh. If people keep voting, or if they get Chinese malfeasance in our election. <laughs> yeah. There's this video of Trudeau. And he says, you know, in a sense, I admire China because they've got, with their basic dictatorship, they can Yo. implement environmental policies much quicker. 
Have you? Seen, okay, let's actually let's go to current events. Have you seen? Okay, I, you seen I, I'm, story, I'm right? very not up to current Shanghai? events. Shanghai. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at the start of the pandemic, yeah, there was yeah. this idea where if you did a hard lockdown, yeah, where no one's allowed out of their house, yeah, and the virus dies on the people who it currently is on, and then it is not transferred to anyone else, yeah. And I, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm in support of that because then we that, don't that, that do kind of makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But then, <laughs> oh, switched like to modern day China, <laughs> and so people are singing and screaming out of their apartment windows because they are not allowed to leave. Oh, so like cabin fever type of deal. Well, it's been a week, and they're like running out of food. Oh, that extreme. Yeah, and. It's China, man. So, I, I yeah. The weird thing about China is like the people who are benefiting from all the corruption yeah. is like like maybe one percent at the top, probably less. Yeah. But the people who are involved in enforcing that corruption, yeah, are a much larger number. Yeah. So. Man, I'd like to see some kind of fucking uprising in China. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm no, saying. No, I, I, this I, is gonna I, get me blacklisted on fucking <laughs> Chinese social medias. But oh no. <laughs> well, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna make it there anyway, Calvin. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about fucking TikTok, man. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know. How, I don't know. What, I don't know what your I don't know what your listeners are for this podcast. I gotta use but... some fucking co words, man. But yeah, the. I mean, but, but of course it's easier said than done. I've yeah, never obviously. been in a fucking revolution. Oh, yeah, no. I uh I've definitely never been a revolutionary. Yeah. I uh I don't know why. Like I've never I see a cause and I'm like I should partake in that. And I'm like Yeah, I haven't really dealt with my own problems yet. Yeah. Well, that's one of Peterson's rules. Yeah. Have you uh have you listened to the the book by audiobook by chance? No, I haven't. Do you know which rule I'm talking about, though? No, I don't. It's set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Okay, see, like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, like, my life ain't, like, it's it's pretty good now. Like, it's, it's all right. Like, I'm doing all right. Well, like, some things could be improved upon. Like, I could work on some certain things. Like, I overall, like, life isn't perfectly set yet. And so I'm like, I ain't gonna mess with nothing that could get me in shit. Like, a lot of people that, like... For, like, say you go and, like, do a riot, and then you're, like, messing up public property, and then you get arrested. Yeah, you you got arrested. That's a criminal record. Mm. And, look, legally, they can't look at your criminal record for things that don't apply for your job and then not hire you. Say, like, you want to work as, like, a, a doctor, and you have, like, a uh, a criminal record of racing cars. They can't not hire you for that, but there's a good chance they're not going to hire you for that. Yeah, like legally, they Turn can't. You down like for legally, else. you can't say, "Oh yeah, you used to race cars. I'm not going to hire you." Like they're not going to say that, but like they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, you just don't. You're not up to par." Yeah, that's like applicable for everything. That's why it's very hard for like uh, convicts to get jobs, even though like say like they used to deal pot, and now it's legal. But like they're like, "Oh, it just says drug dealer." Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, I dealt weed," and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to trust a convict." Yeah, no fucking weed smoker in my yeah. job. Yeah, but like, even then, if they even like, they're not gonna just believe you dealt weed. You're like, yeah, you're just a pot dealer. Sure. 
Like a lot of people don't take people for their word, and like that's a safe bet a lot of the time. Like here's the thing: I'm pretty naive with a lot of shit, so I'm like, yeah, he's speaking it. He like, yeah, I believe that guy, and I'm like, I'm also very gullible in that sense because like someone could just be lying to me, and I'll be like, ah, oh, well, should have seen that coming. <laughs> well, you're maybe you're courageous with your trust. It, yeah, that is such a nice way to put it. Um. <laughs> well, that's what uh, you know. If we're since you're a man of Peterson, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> since you're Petersonian, a Petersonian. <laughs> um, that's one of the things he says about specifically marriage. It's like, yeah, it's say you're betrayed, yeah, by your partner, yeah. which you know happens in small and big ways, yeah. Um, to every relationship, yeah. You, it takes courage to trust. Or even to trust someone who you haven't been betrayed by. Yeah. You've been scarred by someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. Uh, he also said something like, um, assume stupidity before maliciousness or something yes. like that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I'm like, that is so true in a relationship because, like, my girlfriend used to think that, like, I did stuff just, like, to buck her. And then she realized, like, oh, no, this man just kind of dumb. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, he just kind of messes up a lot. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Which may not sound better, but oh my god, is it better? Because she no longer gets mad. She just goes, Well, it's more like instead of like, oh my god, you're hurting me on purpose. It's like, oh, you could, I could tell you how you could coexist with me better. Yeah, exactly. Like, my girlfriend has is very, like, she has like a little, a little bit of OCD in the sense that like shit has to be like put in a certain way or else it's like, not good like I, for example um there's towels that hang off of our oven they're like hand towels and if i leave one say the hand towels are like this they, they are perfectly aligned like this and if i do this and it's hanging a little lower on one side than the other and it's not even she'd be like i just see her like start like twitching a little bit and she'd be like like gets off the couch and goes and fixes it yeah yeah and she knows that like i'm not doing it to spite her she's like she, she knows i'm not going to do it just to bug her she's like quinn I swear to God, just put the towels back. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. And then, like, obviously, I mess it up again. <laughs> and I, I try to, like, I'll, I'll, like, I'm trying to get better at that. Or, like, in other cases, like, I'm just very forgetful. Like, I'll just, like, she'll tell me to do one thing, and then she'll tell me to do another thing. But the second thing she'll told, told me to do is the one I'll do first, because that's the one I'm hearing. That's the one I remember, because, like, I have shit short-term memory. And so I'll just forget the other things she said. Well, you uh, you mentioned earlier you, you have ADHD. Yeah, Diagnosed yeah, yeah. ADHD. Um, I watched a video about ADHD yeah. once, and one of the char- characteristics was difficulty following multi-step tasks. Yeah. Uh, kind of annoying, because do you know what math is? <laughs> multi-step tasks... In school. So your boy's grade in math was terrible because I'd be like, all right, I got the formula down. I forget a negative sign. You want to know what happens if you forget a negative sign? It's incorrect. Like everything's wrong. Like you mess yeah. up the entire Unless thing. you forget two and then you're, then yeah. you're golden. Oh, then I'm golden. Yeah. How often does that happen with a quadratic formula? Yeah. <laughs> like, so like legit in school for math was terrible. Like it, sciences, criminology, that I did really good at. Like all my other grades were like, A's, B's, they were fine. Well, like once I was on medication, let's make this clear. When I was on medications, my grades spiked very well. Like I did very well. And even the highest mark I ever got in math was a C, borderlining a C plus. That's from kindergarten all the way to grade 12. And that's the best grade I ever got. 
and that 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 was an accomplishment. Almost failing was the was the usual. That like my parents expected that. I had tutors. I went to tutors all the time, like twice twice three times a week. It helps. I understood the formula. Still failed. And like that was like my grad quote was like, uh, "You learn more from your failures." Luckily, luckily, I failed a lot. <laughs> my dad didn't like that because he's like, "You're not stupid." And I'm like, "All right, well, you know what." <laughs> ADHD is an, uh, is an unfortunate thing. Yeah, because it's just inconvenient. It's not like life breaking, you know. It's not like oh, my life is shattered of ADHD. It's just like. Such small inconveniences. Like, here's an example. I'll have a physiotherapy appointment on Friday. My brain will have a hard time letting me do things until that appointment. I've I've, I've heard of that too. Yeah, it, I call it ADHD paralysis, and especially if it's that day and it's at like six p.m. or something, I could do stuff till six p.m. Like I, I wake up at like seven in the morning, right? Like I wake up super early. I won't be able to do anything because I'm like. I'm going to miss my appointment. It's not for like another 12 hours. And I'll still be like, I'm going to miss my appointment. And so that's like, I won't be able to do weird. anything. Yeah. Oh, it's horrendous. Cause, the, cause that's like, um, cause one of the shitty things about having ADHD is even when you're, when you know that you have a task in front of you that maybe you don't want to do, but you yeah. know that it deserves your attention. You're yeah, like, yeah. okay, now I'm diverting my attention. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. And and it that it's an interesting thing that with the ADHD paralysis thing because yeah. that's like uh, it's like a part of your brain is combating the rational part of your brain. Yeah, yeah. So and also the crazy thing is everybody has different ADHD. It's not like one strand, right? Yeah, yeah. And so my buddy, super good at school, like he's amazing at school, but like his ADHD is like completely different. He's just like very hyperactive and like just keeps moving, just like all over the place. But he's really good at school. Like he's going to be an astrophysicist type of good. And like he's on the dean's list for like physics, like bananas good. But like me, I don't have a problem like sitting still. Like I talk with my hands and stuff, but I'm not like thumping around. I'm not like shaking. I'm just like like this. But like mine affects my memory and my brain, which is completely different. Which first of all, I'd prefer to be shaking because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. I can sit down and not like have to get up. Cool. <laughs> like it doesn't help me with like school or like everyday tasks or anything like that because like i'll just be like forgetting steps like crazy and so especially with like driving and stuff i'll like i uh i've practiced enough to make it muscle memory which is great because when it wasn't muscle memory i'd forget one of the three things like there's like say there's four steps i forget like maybe step three or maybe step one if i don't ever remember step one i miss step four are you like, talking about just general driving or like parking or something oh, anything in general like it'll be like just i'll be like oh i know the basics of driving don't crash like stay in your lane just do, do this do that shit like i understand that and it's like oh say you have to like all right uh scan scan shoulder check i'll be like all right you forget to scan you shoulder checked yeah i'll forget one step yeah okay yeah, yeah. so it's just like it's not life-breaking it's not but it's also like really annoying <laughs> and uh did you find the medication that worked best solved every problem yeah oh it definitely did but the problem is it created other issues Oh, really quickly, I've been wanting to say this. Can you like maybe like angle it up? Because you've kind of got to like angle the chin. Because you got to you got to think of it like a cone. I got to think of it like a cone. Okay, is here, this better? Go a little further down, further down. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all right. Good. All right. 
Sweet. Um, <laughs> okay, we were just talking about ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about, like, did it solve the problems or whatever? Yes. Yeah, so it did. It solved all the ADHD problems. But the problems that arised for the side effects were completely different, which my girlfriend hates me on it because, like, I get a lot of my personality from ADHD because that's what it is. It's like very i'm very talkative like i always like switch conversations i'm very sporadic with conversation i'm like telling jokes and stuff when i took my medication it kills emotions it makes me monotoned it makes me streamlined and it makes me like very boring like i don't tell jokes i don't smile as much uh i eat less and here's a fun fact mine reduced sex drive which when you're in a honeymoon phase with your girlfriend and reducing sex drive is kind of a big deal yeah because like I'm not like, don't get me wrong. Sex isn't everything. That's not, don't swing it that way. It's just like, dude, sex is great. Like that's, a, that's a yeah. fact. That's just a fact. Imagine like, you're like, yeah, I love sex. You take a pill and you're like, oh, I'm good at school. Uh, I don't feel like it. Yeah. And it's like, but a part of your brain is still active being like, yo, what's up? How many, how many is there to choose from? A lot. A lot. So uh, I can't remember all of them I took, but I know the last one I ended up on had the least amount of side effects, which was Vyvanse. Uh, Vyvanse was pretty good. I had like 30 milligrams or something, 40. Uh, so it's quite a lot, but you, you basically, you it's for any a diagnosable mental health disorder, you basically figure out which one works for you. You have to go through a list. And so I went through like five, four. What were the... What were the like other side effects that you tried to stay away from? Um, I didn't really notice anything besides those ones. The biggest one that was crazy was the freaking appetite. Like so much to the point, if I was on it midday, I couldn't eat a full banana. <laughs> like it, it was crazy. Like I went from like, oh, I love food to like, oh man, this banana kind of sucks. And it's not, I'm like, all right, I'll switch to the granola bar. I take one bite of the granola bar. I'm like, oh, I could vomit. Yeah, wow. Yeah, just crazy. And like, I wouldn't feel hungry. And the the thing is, if you're on ADHD all week, and I don't take it when I'm not in school. I, that was my thing. I was like, I won't take it on weekends. Uh, is the opposite happens. Your appetite, it's not that it comes back. It's that you can't feel full. Okay. So legit, you just keep eating. So I remember, I have a really funny story. My buddy who uh, had was diagnosed with ADHD very young, uh, he came over and when he wasn't on it, he was like haywire. He was like super hyper all the time. He wasn't on it. He ate 16 pancakes, 17 pancakes, like full pancakes. Just couldn't stop eating. He was eight. Tiny dude. He's a big dude now. Like he's like 6'1", jacked, big guy. Back then he was the shortest kid in the class. Tiny. But he just pounded back those pancakes. Because when you're off it, you don't feel full. You just keep eating. And my dad, he did, his thing. He didn't get full, but my dad stopped making them. <laughs> that's such. I want like. I wonder if that's even true. Like if you, like, oh, that's such an interesting process. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, oh, I can't eat anything, and then your body's like, oh, you can't eat anything, and then you go off the medicine, and like, I can't stop eating when it, when I was off it. It's not permanent either. It's not. It's like temporary. Since I haven't uh, like gone, been in school for a long time, I haven't been on my medication. And so like I can eat in moderation. I can choose when I eat, like what I eat and stuff like that. And so it's different. But when I was on it every day, I wasn't on it. I was like, yo, I'm eating like a motherfucker. Like I was just munching. I was like, all right, cool. I finished a plate. I can go for another plate. 
one thing I okay. Not like we we can we can diverge from this. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. But earlier you you made it clear for the record that you were clean. Yeah. Of any illicit drugs. Yeah. But Vivans, I feel like that has to count. I mean, it, it, if you it, want to count mind, it. It's a mind-altering drug. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Like, I, if you want to count it as that, like, legit, I only took it because I sucked at school. That's the reason I took it. I didn't take it because I was like, yeah, man, let's fuck up some Vivans real quick. Let's let's get crazy. Yeah. I well, uh, Let's, you know what? Let's relax and take some Vivans. That was not my headspace. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not relaxing. <laughs> no, it was it's just like, relaxing. legit, it went from, it's like, hey, how's it going to? Hey, how are you? Like legit parallel, just completely different, just like diverge. Did, did it have um, that listed as a side effect? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they call it? I don't know what the side effect was, but he just said like it can affect your emotions and stuff and like your mental state. Huh. Maybe it would be called like mood deregulation. Mood deregulation, <laughs> mood remover. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Because I was just like legit. Mood My girlfriend flashing. got like super sad about it. Because like legit, I went from like making jokes all the time to like I, that's like my thing. Is like he, emotions are really hard to understand, but a smile and laughter is the easiest thing to understand. Yeah, because you make someone laugh. Well, it's because they're happy and they're laughing. Yeah. Someone could be angry for a multitude of reasons. They could be like angry in a funny way, angry in a sad way. But like, if you're happy, sure. Most of the time, you're you're happy. You're laughing. If you're laughing, you're laughing. You're laughing at something funny. Something funny that happened, or like some other reason. And so, like, I love telling jokes because like it's the easiest to understand, and it makes me feel good when I see other people smile. It's great. So like, when she saw that disappear, which is like a big part of my personality, she was like, "Yo, I fucking hate this. Like, this is the worst." Because like, legit. It's a different person. She's like, this isn't the person I date. This isn't the person I'm dating. This is someone else. Yeah. Just to be able to focus. Yeah. On the multi-step tasks. Yeah. Math and like, just like overall getting tasks done. Like legit, I could get my work done extremely fast and not be distracted when I was on that. Like, I just be like, like I, like in my head, whenever I'm not on a, like, the medication, right? My, my, like, I'll be like doing my work. I'm like, oh, I could talk to this guy. I could talk to this guy. Like, I have talk to talk about to this guy. When I was on the medication, I, I didn't even think about those things. Yeah, they weren't even a common thought. They didn't. I didn't think about them at all. So, like, it kind of goes like it's you gain some things, you lose some other, and so like that's why I was very just like, I don't know. That's why I was like, I'm not going to take it all the time. Some people they love ADHD because like. Not sorry, not love ADHD. They love taking medication for their ADHD all the time because, like, legit, it transforms them. Like some people, like it, like gets them like in a good headspace. They're able to think properly. Their personality doesn't change, and it's great. And like that's awesome. Like there's very different aspects of ADHD. There's one uh, that there's an interview done on like oh people with ADHD, and they're like they brought in people with different types. And there was one person, this girl, amazing at school. But she'd forget certain steps and certain things, and so it'd mess up like her life and stuff. She was applying for a job, and she wanted she needed to like redo her license plate like a while ago. And since she had an expired license, she was driving with an expired license, which is illegal. And she couldn't get that job because of it, and because it was like one of the steps she forgot. It was like oh, she had a lot of things to think about that day, forgot about it. And she's like oh, maybe it wasn't ADHD, but this happens to her on a regular. And when she took the medication, everything cleared up. 
she was able to think properly. She didn't really miss steps that often. Sure, she'd forget something. Sure, being forgetful is fine, like forgetting something every once in a while. But forgetting it constantly in almost like a streamlined pattern that's sporadic. I say streamlined sporadic. It's like contra like contradictory, right? But it means like it happens so often to be a pattern, but it, it's random things you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with this other guy he brought in, legit, it's the same case with me. He's like, he's an artist. And he gets, he's very creative and he loves idea. He has so many ideas, like his brain goes so many different directions. And he used to take ADHD for school because it would help him with class and everything. But then his creativity would disappear. He would no longer have any of that creativity. So he, he's trying to like ease back into it, but because he has deadlines to me because he's an artist. He's not like, oh, I just draw for fun. It's his job. Mm. And so he has deadlines. You can't focus if you have ADHD. You can hyper-focus sometimes. Hyper-focusing is really cool if it's something cool. I've hyper-focused on a video game like crazy. Like to the degree that like, uh, if you if you guys know this game, it's called Mass Effect, right? The For Xbox, they came out with the entire series redone for free. I played through three whole games in like three weeks, maybe two weeks. And that's like every night I get home from work. That's all I do. And I stay up till like two in the morning. I work the next day. And then I go to sleep, I come home, do the same thing. And legit just on repeat until I beat all three. And that was the hyper-focus. Oh, yeah. I hyper-focus. That's all I could think about. That's all I could talk about at work. That's all I could think about while I was at work is like getting back and playing it. That's uh, hmm. It's like contradictory that like, oh, I can't focus, but then like I could hyper-focus on something. Like legit, I remember in school uh, when I wasn't uh, medicated yet, uh, that I got hyper-fixated on making my this page a doodle a doodle page right and i was just like doodling like i had my head down doodling like, i couldn't even hear anything else i had assignments but i was just like doodling on this entire page and legit my friend he's like yeah i tried talking to you like three times i did not hear me and i was just so into it and then like, i just didn't hear anything that's that's wow yeah like hyper fixation is bananas but also really annoying in a way because like sure if you hyper fixate on something cool and you get good at it that's awesome that is the coolest thing because it's like oh i can focus all my time to this and i can't stop thinking about it and then it becomes a passion if you hyper fix it on something like a video game it's a waste of time yeah and it's like well yeah yeah it, like coming down to it i love the game one of my favorite series to play i was like i got so emotionally attached I'm like this is amazing and i'm like damn there goes three weeks. There goes three weeks. <laughs> like nonstop. Like legit. It's funny because um, on Xbox, it counts your gamer score, right? I had the highest gamer score because you get achievements throughout the game, right? So that's three games worth of achievements. It was like plus like 1,300 or 1,500 or something with it, with it like within a month, which is bananas. And so like I was like, damn, all that game for this gamer score. That's not what I was aiming for, but this is the end result and all yeah. I have. <laughs> this is the result. The the hyperfic it's interesting. There was something earlier you mentioned that I forgot that correlated with cannabis as well, but the hyperfixation thing, but not being able to kind of generally focus is something I find with with marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Funny enough. Okay. So I've trips out for mushrooms is a separate, like kind of a side thing. Um, when uh when I was trip sitting, the way they acted was like how I acted as a kid with ADHD, and it was hilarious. And they were playing with Lego, right? They're like playing with the wheels, they're like rubbing it against their skin because 
ADHD people, ADHD people love stimulation. They love it. Overstimulation is another thing. If you get overstimulated, you shut down. Uh, so legit, they're like feeling the wheels on the tires. They're like on this Lego thing. He's like, yo, do you feel these wheels? Yo, they're like, they're like rolling in the rubber. I'm like, yeah, no, I've been there. Don't worry. <laughs> I've already been there, done that. I used to just roll that shit along my skin for hours. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, let's, let's explain that then. What, how would you explain that? Okay. So, so it's stimulation. Okay. So I'll talk about overstimulation first. So I remember I've been to Thailand twice and first of all, Thailand's awesome. Like it's amazing. Like it's an entire experience. It's like a completely different world than what the one in Canada. Um, but the thing is I went to Pattaya, which I'm going to say this nicely. It's kind of a shit town. It's, <laughs> it's a party city. It's great for people that want to party. Again, I don't really party. That's where my girlfriend grew up. So she was a huge partier back in the day. So there's like flashing lights, there's strip clubs, there's uh, other clubs to go into for drinking and stuff. So it's like, there's a street called walking street and it's just lights and stuff. And I walked in there for about 20 minutes and my brain shut down. Like I got tired because everything's so stimulating. They're like, Oh my God. So like when I first started at McDonald's, everything was way too overstimulated and I got I was exhausted by the end of the day, but then I built up like almost like a tolerance to it. I've gotten used to the stimulation, like all the beats and stuff. It doesn't really affect me anymore. But if someone, if a different um, variable comes into the mix, say someone that comes in that talks too much. Again, the, there's two people I don't get along with. It's people that talk an absurd amount and people that overshare. Uh, here's the thing. I love talking, but it's the type of people that talk so much yet they said nothing. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That you just keep talking. You're like, and you, you walk away and they're like, what did I get from that conversation? Nothing. There's there's a couple people at work that are like that. Like, I don't work with them all the time, so I'm fine. But when they do come in, legit, I am so, like, I get so irritable and just so tired because, like, legit, they're just like, bop, 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 bop. And it's like, no information was given. It's just like, this is yeah BS. It's a complete waste of nutrients yeah nutrients. we're taking your nutrients yeah. away Fuck. yeah like Shut the classic the like insults like you're a waste of oxygen <laughs> yeah i try and i try and train people when they're <laughs> when they're acting acting up like i mean this is a kind of a smaller scale but you know how people will say like how's it going but yeah. not actually be interested in exchanging ideas okay so Okay, so so I use that as a term that like as a greeting. So you mean like, hey man, how are you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so well, what I do when someone says that to me, I just say, what's up? Yeah. And then not say good or anything. Or See, okay, so the only response is, let's, uh, let's, let's base down some ground rules that are already in play, but some people break them. When someone says, hey man, how are you? It's either, oh yeah, I'm doing pretty good. If it's going terrible, like the worst it's ever been, you go, yeah, it's all right. You don't, if it's a stranger, you don't go, man, it couldn't get any worse. Like you don't do that to a stranger. That is the most impolite shit. Like <laughs> if I'm like, hey man, how are you? He's like, you know what? Not great. And I'm like, oh man, that's terrible. What's going on? And I'm still trying to be friendly. And like, yeah. Like my mental health lately, and like I'm not friends with this guy. Yeah, like, I'm like, well, dude, that, this, this is where I come in. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've you've brought it on yourself. <laughs> like it's so it's just a greeting. Like it's just like, hey man, like how's it going? It should be like, 
oh, I'm doing all right. Like, how, how's your day been? Like, it's 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 canoodling. Like, it's schmoozing. Like, you're just, it's small talk, right? It's just, but I don't know. But it's if, just, okay, if I, I ask, like, it's... like, what'd you do today? You could tell me about your day. That's fine. That's fine. Because I asked what your day was like. You're like, oh, I didn't do much. That's, I, I got nothing to work with. I'm trying to create conversation. If I say, hey, man, how are you? This I only use that when I'm in passing. If I want to talk to a friend, I say, hey, man, how have you been? Yeah, okay. You see the difference? There's like, hey, man, how are you? And there's, how have you been? Like, it's like, because once a friend I haven't seen, in, like, there's been a distance apart. And like, oh, I'm rekindling with them. One, it's a stranger I don't know. And if they start telling me their life story, I'm like, here's the thing. I didn't really mean to creak open the door for you to just barge yourself in like that. But I mean, like, we're here. <laughs> like, some people... I've, I've always done customer service. I, like a large portion of the work I've done, obviously I've done like other jobs like landscaping, labor and stuff. But I wor- I've worked at Walmart, I've worked at McDonald's. I've noticed that people, young people never do this. Never just like spew everything on you because they're like, oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's impolite. Old people love to do it. They love it. They they do you, do you do you ask how they are and they're like, yo, this is my time. Yo, I've been, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, and like my son's moving out. This is great. It's like, man, like I get to the house to myself. I'm like, oh, that's great. And they start talking about their hobbies, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Well, like, I don't know their name. Like they haven't even started with that. They're, they're, they're telling me about their whole life. I could probably tell you their favorite food, not even their name. It's uh well, what I've realized is some people aren't calibrated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> they're not. And I'm very serious with that term. Yeah, yeah. What? Because what needs to happen is they need to have interactions with people. Yeah, where they can understand that they're fucking boring. Yeah, yeah. When they're talking about their boring fucking hobbies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what will happen, at least in the case that I've seen yeah is people will pretend they're interesting yeah and also people will pretend they're interested to be polite and so they think they're interesting yeah <laughs> and and then and then and then somewhere along the way I think too they they don't learn to continually check for interest in their third parties yeah so they can they just continue. Like, I get that a lot. It's that's also very applicable for people that are like are going on dates, because uh, people that are going on dates, if they're talking about a subject and they're giving like shorter responses, change the subject. Like, if you keep talking about that subject, you ain't gonna have a second date. You're like, I'm really passionate about this subject, but here's the thing: you can be passionate about it, doesn't mean everyone else is. That's just a fact. It's like I don't want to push my passion onto somebody else. That's true with dating and with real life. If I am pushed talking about something that someone doesn't care about, why do I have the right to just keep bothering them? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I would like, say someone has really bad, like, issues with the gym, and I just keep talking about the gym, like they've had a really bad experience with something, and I'm just like, yo, I'll just keep talking about the gym, and it makes them uncomfortable, and they're giving a short response. It's like, yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, oh, really? That's cool. Sweet, man. Awesome. Like anything like that, I'm like, it gives me the vibe that I'm like, all right, I'll change the subject to something else. Cause like, I'm not going to keep putting them through that. Cause like, I feel like that's just like, that's just mean in a way. Like, it's like, it's, you're not meaning to be rude or mean, but like, again, it's a thing of like, assume just like being stupid instead of like maliciousness. But like, after a while, it just seems kind of repetitive. Well, 
I think you're definitely right about the stupidness instead of maliciousness because what I think a lot of people are doing when they're talking to themselves really is what it is. Yeah. Um, They're looking for validation. Yeah. And that's the way they, that they think they're going to get it. Kind of like fishing for compliments in a way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But I get that. Maybe they don't even know. Well, I think it is. I think it is almost always they don't know that they're receiving fake approval. Yeah, like yeah, it is a thing you have to learn. Like it's not like it's not like oh I got it. Like I understand. Like obviously you need to like learn social cues and stuff. And first of all, social cues hard as shit. Depending on the person, because some people, everyone's social cues are different. Like some people are like, oh yeah, if they're not making eye contact, they're not interested. For me, if I'm with a stranger, eye contact is very hard for me. Like I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm nervous as shit because I love telling jokes, but I never tell all of my jokes on the first set. That is like the first time I meet somebody, I'll never tell them all the jokes because I have to feel what the crowd is feeling. I, I tell my jokes per crowd. Like I have so many different varieties of jokes to just be like, all right, who is this person? We figure out who they are. We figure out what they like. We figure out how to make a joke about it. Can we can, can we go down that a little bit? Yeah, sure. What, go for what it. What do you mean you got so many jokes? Do you mean that you've written jokes? Oh, not written, but like I'll look up jokes for certain fields. Like I I am a plethora of offensive jokes, but offensive to certain crowds. As in, like certain crowds will love this joke, certain crowds will hate this joke. But I have to figure out which crowd is which. And so, like obviously, they're gonna make somebody laugh. I want it to be the person I'm talking to. So, like I will never like. Instead of, um, like, when I first meet somebody, I'll make situational jokes. Be like, oh, I'll make jokes funny about the situation we're in, our surroundings and stuff like that, or, like, just our conversation, that type of stuff. That's just, like, friendly joking. That's, like, my jokes are, like, oh, break the ice. My form of joking, it goes deeper, and you try to get layers within a joke, and so it just gets funnier. And so, like, or you're able to, if you have jokes, I have jokes back pocketed, they're, like, I'll just tell jokes to somebody. I will not say these jokes in the podcast. Cause I'm like, yo, I'll just get like thousands of DMs, just like thousands of DMs. I'm just being like, there's, yo, you are a, you are a, tens you are logic. you are a, are a bad person. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably correct, but like, I got to keep on the facade. <laughs> Cause like, I legit, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, I got jokes for it. And I'm like, I just got to figure out who who to joke with. Okay, so but what I, what I was kind of getting at is, uh, like, so you were just talking about creating multi-layer jokes. Oh yeah, so like in a sense that like, um, I'll, I'll like I'll look up jokes. I'll literally look up jokes for a subject, just to be like, oh, so I have these and I remember these. Like I got dad jokes just for people that have really dry sense of humor. I have dad jokes saved up. I could say those on camera because they're like they're stupid and they're not they're not that funny. But like you tell it to an old guy, they love that shit. They uh, old people just eat up dry jokes. They're like, oh, this is the best. They're like, because they they don't have a flavor palette anymore. They're like, the drier the better. This is awesome. Like, legit, I have a bunch of dad jokes for just first of all baseline because dad jokes will if it's with young people you'll get a shake of the head and maybe a smile. With old people they love it. So I have those always front pocketed. But the the more the more deeper ended ones that involve with like different groups, different uh, situations in life. Those are those are back pocketed. Those are figure out who this person is. 
I'll, I'll, I'll reveal my cards. The reason why I asked, I was, I was going to say, like, you did do a stand-up comedy thing. <laughs> at... Here's the thing. I don't know if I could do stand-up comedy because, like, a lot of my um, stuff is situational. I'm not super creative. I'm just very situational. I'm able to, like, bounce off people's energy and then feed it back to them almost in the way that they would like. And so that creates, like, a positive atmosphere. So, like, <laughs> if I am in a crowd and I just tell jokes... If I like plan it, there's a good chance some of them will find it very funny, and some of them will be like, "That's not very funny at all." <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's the game you play. Yeah, I guess so. But like, if it's a party setting, that's like the worst party to be at, because then it's like afterwards you like you go to talk to him like, "Yeah, your set was terrible," and I'm like, "Cool, uh, we we gonna hang out for a bit?" Or <laughs> well, I mean, I think people would have a a great respect for for anyone doing that though. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. You'd, takes you'd, you'd think that. You'd think that. But, like, people, like, professional comedians get heckled a fuck ton, dude. That's true. That's, like, that's some people's favorite thing to do is heckled. And get and some people, like, get offended by stuff. And they're like, you know what? I have to stand up for our community while this guy's doing his set. And I'm like, here's the thing. Why would you do that? That is, like, the most rude thing to do. Sure, the jokes might be rude in themselves. I'm not saying the jokes aren't rude. If you want to talk to him, you could probably find him after the show or something and talk to him. But like standing up in the middle, I'm like, you know what? I think I should ruin this guy's show. That's that's never something you'll see someone who's high doing. That's true. That's he'll, true. I mean, maybe he'll make a scene, but it won't be yelling at the. Yeah, because like a lot of my jokes, they're they're very <laughs> right wing of the spectrum. I'm not saying all right wing people think the same, but also I'm like a little. <laughs> well, are you saying like just like offensive? And, just politically incorrect. Yes, I think, but I think moderates can appreciate jokes like yeah, that. Yeah, because like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say this in a very blunt way. Politically correct people, there's not a whole lot of comedians that are politically correct. Well, I don't think comedy can be politically correct. Oh, there are some, and it never goes well. well it, legit, you, it's like legit. You'll get like one other politically correct person in the back going, yeah. <laughs> the entire crowd will be silent. You hear one person go, "Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, I like that one. I like how it doesn't affect my feelings or my social surroundings or anybody else's. That's a good one." Well, have you have you heard of like the the, the comedy where instead of laughter, it's kind of they're also making political points and then they get claps too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like I understand there are is that as well because like, well, I, that that I'm not saying, but I'm not saying I respect that. Yeah, because that's that's a whole. Yeah, I hate when they comedy. I, okay, yeah. So here's the thing: everybody can do po like uh, comedy the way they want to, right? Everybody is a different type of comedian. So like Tom Segura is a comedian I love to watch. Very different comedian than Dave Chappelle or another guy called James Adcaster. James Adcaster, British comedian, sporadic as fuck. Legit, this man started the uh, his comedy show on his knees because there's a loophole until the comedian walks on this stage. And starts his show, the show doesn't start. So he started on his knees. So the show didn't start yet. So he made it special a little longer. And like legit, just sporadic as hell like that. Tom Segura, gross jokes, like all types of gross. Like he grew up like he's like half Spanish. He's been he's been through a bunch of scenarios. And then there's Dave Chappelle, who talks about more serious subjects, but is able to make jokes about them. Mm. I, for me, that's my favorite type. Yeah, yeah, mine. It's I love all types of comedians because I love seeing different types, right? I love this guy named Joey Diaz. He is this 
he has been through hell and back. He's this Cuban guy, and he talks like this. He's like, listen here, Tommy. Like, when I was a kid, we used to beat the fuck out of this kid. Like, he talks like that, and he just talks so rough, and the words he says is so profane, but it's so funny the way he says it. He's <laughs> just... Um, Oh, what was he talking? He's talking about how um, he used to be like a huge cokehead. Like that's why he sounds like he's done drugs a fuck ton, and uh, he's quit now. He's sober, and he got into jujitsu, and he's like he's having a hard time breathing, and he's like, "What is this? Like I can't breathe out of my nose." He goes to the doctor. He's like, uh, "Sir, have you ever done um drugs in the past?" He's like, "Yeah, I've, I've dabbled." He's like, "All right, I'm gonna be blunt with you. You've done so much drugs, it's deviated your septum." <laughs> he's like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, no, you can't breathe out of your nose." He's like, "Like properly," and so. He got his nose like redone and everything like fixed. And he's like, you know, my entire life I was looking for a straw to do coke with. And here I am. My nose is done. Two straws in my nose. And I'm not doing coke. Just like that type of guy. And hilarious. Like just off the wall. And then there's also people like Joe Rogan who are like are very different than that. But they're also like best friends with those guys. So you get them all in a room and it's just hilarious. Because it's like so many different personalities that are all comedians coming together. And for the most part, comedians are funnier in real life than they are on stage a lot of the time. Like Burt Kreischer, perfect example of that. He is not that funny on stage to me because he laughs at his own jokes a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Like excessively. He's like, don't shit on me. I don't like Burt Kreischer that much. He's a funny guy in real life. Like really funny. Um, But there's also people that like stand-up comedy. It's a show for them. They get off the show. They're awkward as shit. There's a guy called Bo Burnham, if you know him. Yeah. Awkward human being. He like he even says, he's like, he did a, a bit where he's like, yeah, it's almost like you being on stage as a stage performer uh, persona, and then you get meet you in real life. You're actually kind of awkward and shy and like don't like to be approached. Nah, that can't be the case. Like, like, like you're a comedian. This is this is your job. Your job is to be funny. Like, obviously there's people like that, but like you get like a bunch of comedians in a room. Like usually it's, and if they're all friends, it's just like a shit show and it's really funny because I like seeing them bounce off each other. Uh, Bo Burnham is an interesting, interesting case. You probably have seen, or maybe because you were referencing that, but yeah. maybe you've seen him on the H3 podcast. I haven't actually. And he says that some shows he'd have panic attacks before I he don't doubt stage. it. Like he, uh, he legit, the, like the way he is, he seems like, a very methodical person like he thinks everything out and he wants everything to go to plan legit he did a bit in one of his shows so he's like yeah people say that my show's too planned it's like everything's down to the sound he did this and they knew exactly when to play a certain sound yeah like that is so methodically plot like like I thought think, out but uh, by the way i think it wasn't someone played a sound i think he's playing to an audio track really yeah and it's timed yeah that's fucking bananas yeah. that's even more crazy to me that he's times out his shows even though like there might be hecklers does he put that in advance he's like oh there might be hecklers i'll extend it a little bit and if i don't get hecklers i'll extend certain jokes longer oh like legit a, the yeah, amount i've of, seen him get heckled yeah yeah so. he's been heckled but here's the thing that show always goes to plan it always goes to plan no matter what even if it gets heckled the entire show smooths out to the end and i'm like so does he bring in the fact like bring it into account that this could happen and he's like all right i'll start i'll cut out a certain joke or i'll shorten a certain joke well because like that that i would have a panic attack too because that is so methodical like you're thinking so much yeah like 
I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't think that much in advance. Like he is planning so much ahead. That's why he's like, he he. I think he switched over to like directing now. He's like he's like directing movies and stuff. He did one. Yeah. 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 yeah eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. I've never watched it, but like me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like. I mean, eighth grade wasn't that great for me. I don't know. <laughs> not that interesting. Well, that's what the movie's about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so go. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> because like, legit, that's what a director is. It's like methodically plotting everything else. I'm like, that works for him. Or like, even like, he used to do, um, he sounds like he has, what's the word? Uh, live performance stuff, like like plays and everything or musicals. I feel like he'd like go off in that. Because like, I feel like he, if he created a really cool play to methodically be done out in like really different ways. It'd be really cool. But like comedy, a lot of the time you're running off the crowd. And so I'd understand why he'd have a panic attack. But he did really well. That's the thing. He did amazing for like his shows. Like, yeah. like <laughs> but the, the way he described it, he's like, our crowd's looking like very Caucasian. We're, we're working on that, but... <laughs> <laughs> So he was, he's appealing to a certain crowd of people because I definitely showed it to like uh, my uh, my brown buddy Canal. He's like, he, he he's not that funny. <laughs> I don't know why I made him New Jersey, but like Canal was like, nah, man. He's just like, I feel like he's not going with the crowd. He's doing his own thing. I'm like, see, that's the thing. He like, it's exactly what he's doing. He's he's on his own path, like, going yeah. streamline. Other people, they, I respect people that do crowd play. Yeah. Crowd work is is very is, it, you're improving. Yeah, you're strictly improving. There is no plan whatsoever. You are creating jokes off of the scenario that happens within two seconds. Yeah, that's really impressive. Yeah, legit. And people that can do it, obviously, there's people that do it really badly, and they just look bad and cringy and mean. Because I've seen that where they're just like they're poking fun of somebody, and then it's just like, ah, uh, well, you're just kind of mean. Yeah. And then there's some people that are, are fucking bananas at it. Like um, Russell Peters does certain bits with it that are really good. Like uh, he did a bit where he's talking about how he doesn't like tattoos. He's like, all right, I'm going to be honest. I don't like, t- like tattoos because I didn't get them when I was younger. And now I'm like 50 years old. And if I get them now, I'm going to look like I'm going through a crisis. But uh, there's a guy and he's like, why do you have a drag? He's like, why do you have a tattoo, man? And he, he explains it. No reason. Just looks cool. That's stupid. And there's a guy next to him with a, an Asian guy with a dragon tattoo. He's like, why do you have... Never mind. You're an Asian guy. You have a dragon tattoo. That's pretty normal. <laughs> and so, like... And then they all start laughing. They're going back and forth and, like, talking and stuff. And, uh, like, they're asking, like, certain cultural things, like, certain, like, family upbringings. And, like, it works really well because he has jokes from his upbringings that work with their upbringings. Because a lot of immigrant families, even though their cultures are so different, parents treat their kids very similarly. And so, like, it worked out. And so, like, that crowd play works really well. I've also seen one where it's just like, he's like, oh, man, like, you got you need to work on that. And the guy's like, yeah, man, you're right. I do need to work on that. And I'm like, and then it's just like, I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, crowd work, crowd, improving in crowd work is, well, there's no crowd work in, in music improv. Yeah. But it's improv both the same and that's yeah that's the true true test of comedic ability and music ability yeah, yeah, yeah. In I, get my, that. I get that in my mind yeah fair enough <sighs> and uh i like joy diaz yeah um <laughs> i haven't listened to much of to too much of joey's joint yeah 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 but he's he's a character for sure. He's definitely a character. Like, uh, okay, have you? Okay, there's a Netflix special with Burt Kreischer where he has a cabin. He invites his friends over. So he invites over Tom Segura and Joey Diaz, 
and Joey Diaz just says some really like fucked up shit to like there's a girl doing like this weird crystal thing to Bert to like balance out his chalker or something. And Joey's talking about like he's like, yeah, why just don't let us do it what they used to? They don't let us like spit on their feet. And the lady just starts blushing and she, he's like, sorry, I just get so emotional over these things. And just like stuff like that, and it's like it's so good. Just the way he speaks, it's like. He he goes. He, it's very. He, Tom said it very well. He's like, I love seeing Joey meet new people, because it's such an experience. Either they get horribly uncomfortable, which usually isn't the case. They usually smile and laugh because like they've never heard someone like Joey before, and whenever they smile and laugh, it's like Joey will play on to like who they are, and it's just like works out really well. He's he's a uh, he's really good at creating humor kind of out of nowhere by describing yeah. things hyperbolically yeah exactly but the way he does it the way he says it doesn't sound that crazy for him he's like you know when you just do this or you do that and it's just amazing and everyone else is like i have no idea what you're talking about i have never done it. he's like it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> and i'm like I, you know what it's crazy i don't believe anybody else would pull it off but joey i i think you've done this <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about this. Parenting. Parenting. Because you, you're like three months out. Less than that. June. It's April. And what have been your thoughts? Have you... Uh, terrified? Ex have, excited? Have you done anything to prepare? Oh, yeah. No, we got like the full nursery and stuff. Yeah. What about and, mentally? Uh, mentally. You know what? You try, like, I'm trying to get too anxious about it because I know being too anxious about anything doesn't help anything. Or, like, but uh, I'm overall just, like, pretty excited just because, like, I've been with my girlfriend for a long time and, like, I'm pretty sure we're, like, life partners, you know? Like, I, like, she's great. And uh, I'm super excited just, like, to see her become a mom and, like, excited to raise a kid that, like, got different treatment than I had when I was a kid. I'm excited to like try and give them like all the love and affection I can and give them time because a lot of parents don't realize how important time is because like that's that's the common phrase where has the time gone well if you didn't spend it with your kid that's kind of not great because like I, again like everybody's parents are different some parents like it, they do their time in doses their time in certain things some of their parents are amazing and they do as much as they can for their kid and like I respect that. Like it's it's important. Like people that say the phrase, I gave you clothes on your back and roof over your head and fed you, I'm not gonna lie, that is a piss poor excuse. Cause you wanna know what that is? Bare necessities. What did you think you're gonna have to do when you had a kid? Mm -hmm. What did you think was gonna happen? You didn't think you're gonna have to give those things? You think that's uh like that's great you're able to provide those things. I'm not saying, oh, whatever, but like you shouldn't use that as a bragging point. Like a point to hold over my head. Yeah, it's like I didn't choose to... Be born. Yeah. Uh, being born isn't the person being born's responsibility to be raised. It's the person that brought you into this world responsibility to raise you. That's the responsibility. Is a parent... Responsibility is to parent you. Kind of the point of the name. And 
I'm just super like stoked and anxious and like I don't really know how to feel yet because like part of my brain does it just feels like a fairy tale and not real but it's gonna feel like it's gonna be like a huge almost wake up call when I'm holding the baby in my hands my girlfriend's like a little different because you know the baby's kind of in her so she's like literally feels it moving around can feel the life inside of her and stuff and feels like changes and everything and just like has a different connection with a, the baby that I do because like you know, I can't touch the baby. I can't, it's, I'm not a part of the baby. They're physically connected. And so like her emotions affect the baby's emotions and like the way the baby's brain develops. That's why like it, it was a German study that um, a lot of uh, stressed women, like they're under extreme stress when they were pregnant, causes severe developmental issues for the child because it affects the way their brain develops in the womb. Because like you're, if you're stressed, it's causing your body to strain and what's in your body, the baby. And so a lot of the babies are come out with like different mental problems, like in different ways, you know, like, like, like certain, like certain kids are like slightly more on the scale of like autism and stuff. And just like more headed towards the direction of different, uh, like mental illnesses and stuff because the parents weren't like emotionally like ready in a sense and uh and just like weren't emotionally stable and like obviously there is like the effect if you put stuff in your body like alcohol drugs anything like that it's going to affect your child that's a fact in one way or another it could it could affect them greatly could affect them minimally like that's just a fact and some parents are dirtbags to be blunt and just like don't care well um just on that cortisol thing or sorry stress yeah um cortisol the stress hormone is, yeah. is can be brutal so it makes sense why it would hurt the child yeah um however the covid vaccine is perfectly safe for pregnant women <laughs> why would you ever doubt oh us? my god dude like fuck just legit that's why like i was like no that's stupid like i, I did not want my girlfriend near just because like I, I knew people that had side effects right and i'm like yeah, I kind of got my kid you in there you knew someone who died yeah and i'm like yeah that's uh like legit i'm like yeah i got my kid in there like right now, super healthy. Like legit, they're like not a single health problem. The heartbeat's really good. Like the head's in placement. Like the baby's already in place for birth. This soon, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Which which also surprised the shit out of me because legit, my girlfriend heard that. And she's like, "What the fuck is early? Why the hell is he in place already?" <laughs> I said, "Yo, that's a cope thing. If you're not early, you're late." <laughs> so like legit, this uh. What I mean by ready, his head is down near her like pelvic area, and yeah, it's not yeah. flipped the other way because you want the baby to come out head first, right? Mm -hmm. So he's flipped upside down and like in there. So like legit, it's like so weird that it can just like flip around like that. Well, did it start the other way? Yeah. Oh, it starts in every other way. It just spins around, does whatever it wants to. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know it's kind of just like flip. Yeah. Yeah, and also like uh, what a fact my girlfriend told me is, uh, did you know that like babies need a white noise machine i thought they needed it because like for some other reason it's because it's loud inside the stomach hmm. there's a lot of noise in there so like babies when they come out they need a white noise machine to replicate what it was like in there to sleep wow i didn't know that it I, makes sense because like their but their hearing is developed and they're inside of the stomach and it's just like fluid moving around and constant movement and like bouncing and stuff so like it and like not to mention like if you're you're hearing all of the organs from that person 
So if you hear, like, if I can put my head ear against her stomach and hear digestion, the baby's like next to it. Mm -hmm. So I can hear digestion, hear all this different stuff. So legit, it makes sense why a white noise machine is needed. It just, it, that does make, that does make sense how it would, you know, mim it wouldn't be like going cold turkey for yeah. noise when you're sleeping yeah. and just be like waning. Yeah. But if you think, I wonder what the biological reality would have been like yeah. hundreds of years ago. Like yeah. if there was noise in the environment yeah or if they just had to go cold turkey and then the babies were a little more restless yeah it's also true i i have no idea yeah because like giving birth back then was also like a whole ordeal there's a like a large chance the mother dies during birth yeah oh yeah don't even think about that yeah like legit like people die during birth now it's not common not nearly as common let's make that clear it, it happens it still happens. It's it's unfortunate, but it happens. Back then, that should happen a lot. Like excessive bleeding, infection. Did they wash their hands? No. Oh, what the hot water that they they use for the like the baby and everything and like helping like with everything there. No, that's not. Oh, what they have a cloth, dude. They're just touching like farmland, and now they're giving birth to like like. How is the mother not going to get infected by that? Legit, that tears you open. It, like a freaking hole about like, what? Like that big becomes a hole that big and they don't know how to sew something shut back then? Like. <laughs> Maybe it was the mother's screams that kept the baby <laughs> able to sleep. Yeah, I guess so the screams of agony. Not to mention it, like, back then there's so many different plagues going on. Could you imagine giving birth during the plague? Could you imagine? A fucking, you go to give birth and a fucking crow masked stranger walks in. He's like, all right, here I am. <laughs> give me your child. Let me take baby. I've touched eight dead people on the way here. All had the plague. Let me, let me touch all in there for you. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's why it was a fucking plague. Not, not to mention back then they just tossed their sewage out in the streets. Like I, I couldn't even imagine what childbirth was like. like what? It's what? Are you lucky? Lucky to survive? Is that what it is? Probably. Yeah, it's like a, a luck thing. You're like, oh, you're having a kid. All right, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll mourn luck. your, we'll mourn your loss. Like, like that shouldn't be the reality. <laughs> And that's why we're at a, that's, and maybe let's talk about that a little. Do you feel, what do you think about people who disparage things like where, where we're at, or maybe even our economic policies, namely like for capitalism? What? For what? Sorry. Uh, like when people, cause we've come, we've, the human race has come a long way. Huge. Yeah. Um, I, I was just wondering, like, what's what's your take on when people will say, like, we need more, like, people who are worried about, oh, I won't go there, I was going to say trans rights. Yeah. Uh, oh, are you talking about, like, um, like a social justice warrior type of deal? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, here's the thing, believe whatever you want. Don't shit on me for what I believe. Like, they live off of everybody deserves an opinion. But if you have this opinion, yo, for real, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, okay, so you're saying one thing and you're acting upon another. Like, I, here's the thing. All those rights, I don't, like, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care about genders, uh, gender stuff like that. Do whatever you want. Sure. Like, I don't really care. Like, it, it doesn't really affect me. Like, again, like, 
I hate like when old guys are like, what if what if a man wants to have sex with me? Well, don't do it. I have a fear. <laughs> Like I feel like they're not trying li- hard not to suck his dick. Yeah, like uh, I, I, I know it might be like this magical like telekinetic power gay men have. Like, all right, <laughs> like it's not, it's not like I don't understand that that point of view. Like, sure, get all those rights and type like types of stuff. I don't like it that you they move to the point they're like, oh, you can not give your baby a gender. I find that's a little far. Yeah. That's a little far for me. Well, uh, yeah, can, can we go into that then? Yeah. Let's, let's make let's make some things some things clear or yeah. try and yeah, make yeah, yeah. clear. Yeah. So, I I I haven't heard many people say this explicitly. Yeah. When something like gender and sex are correlated to high nineties, yeah. Where 95, 96, 97% of yeah. biological men are male. Yeah. And the same for females. Yeah. Calling them a different thing is kind of hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then going as far to say that sex can yeah. be vague at birth. Yeah. When there is a distinct penis or vagina. Yeah. And they're like, well, genitals doesn't uh, like defer gender. I'm like, okay. I understand that when you're older. Because you've decided that. You want to know who hasn't decided that? The baby. The baby hasn't decided that. Like, it, he, 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 was, he or she was just brought into this world. You're not, like... It doesn't have a choice in the matter. It's like... Oh, whenever I hear uh, the argument for gender-neutral names, it's like, yeah, but you don't know what they're going to want to be when they get older. And I'm like, their name is the least of their worries for problems that are going to arise. Like, they're... they're Dude, trans people have a struggle because, like, it's like this internal battle. And then, like, if they go through, like, testosterone therapy or estrogen therapy, that's a whole other deal. Their name is, like, the least of their worries about, we're, like, worried about. They're like, oh, no, my name's John. They're going to be worried about who am I more than that. Because, like, like, why are you so worried about the name, dog? Like, that's such a small part of someone. Like, sure, a name is some, what you call someone by, but it doesn't describe who they are. Well, there's there's a fixation on pronames. Yeah. Specifically pronouns. Yeah. And I think the name is important because when you switch up the name, yeah, you're validating it. Yeah. And... Uh, Cause like you can like you can legally change your name, do whatever you want later in life. But like, why does it matter when they're a kid? It's well, and to kind of expand on my idea, it's like when when you comply with someone. Like for example, like you've probably seen. Have you seen Ben Shapiro's like reacting to woke TikToks? <laughs> I haven't. No. Well, you've probably seen some I've, version I've seen, I've of seen, stuff online yeah, yeah, yeah. where there's a guy with like who hasn't done anything, and I'm not saying like that doing something would make him a woman. Yeah, but has not even done anything. Yeah, and says, "Call me she/her." Yeah. When you call them she/her, you're affirming that that makes sense. Yeah, and. So when that's happening, it's this movement of people yeah. searching for validation from strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that's kind of like a, a self self-interested narcissistic thing kind of to a degree i understand that yeah and then that's gaining traction it's, it's it's a weird thing yeah it it is weird it's been within the past couple years um which like my buddy his sister came out that like she wants to transfer over to a dude and i think she's 11 wow or like 12 or 13 11 to 13 or something and i'm like that's very young i'm not gonna lie at that age i wasn't really thinking about that i was i was worried about like shit I got video games played home. Like I got, I got, like I had my thoughts weren't even close to that. Like I, I maybe because I'm from a different lifestyle. Like sure, but okay. Here's here's a, it's kind of a, a joke in a sense. Okay, so in Thailand, there the word for transvestite is gatoy, but you don't say that because that's Thai and they understand that. There's a British. There's two British terms for um, transvestite people and like people that have gone through the change. It's um because like here's the thing. I I'm a firm believer that like. I hate when people say, like, oh, if you don't want to date a trans person, you're transphobic. That's – no, I'm not saying that. I just – I don't – you know? Uh, so entirely well, – yeah. You don't – if – you're not transphobic if you don't want to suck a dick. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, like, in Thailand, like, it has the best plastic surgery in the world. So, like, it's very common over there to be a switch. That's where, like, lady boys comes from. Like, that's a huge thing in Thailand. And so um, – if you can, if you know if someone's a lady boy or not, and the British term is Tom or Peter, and uh, my buddy's little sister wants her, her his, I don't, I don't know, if, they haven't gone through the transition yet, so I don't know, uh, her name to be Tom, and I'm like, that's so funny to me, because <laughs> it's like that is the slang term for like uh, like someone that's done the change, in for like British people in Thailand, and I'm like, and also. He wasn't mad that like she's going through the change. They, they support anything. She's, he, but he's like, you could have chosen any name. You chose Tom. <laughs> Out of every name, you chose Tom. Well, okay. Um, have you heard of Abigail Schreier? No. She wrote this book called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. Yeah. And she started because she found... She looked at the da data for gender dysmorphia, yeah. and she saw that before this kind of internet yeah. craze started, it was mostly old, older men that who were... felt gender dysphoria. Oh, really? But all of a sudden, it's young girls. Yeah. And to be fair, there are cases where, um, I like people to do they, them, they... They they're not they don't feel like they're a dude they don't feel like they're a woman just because like they're born as a woman right but they've been objectified so much as a woman like like in assaulted ways and stuff like that that they feel gross being called female just because they know if they were a different gender they wouldn't have been assaulted. For me, for me, it's like a lot of confusion because yeah. that doesn't that wouldn't make you. Like that, that shouldn't change your gender. Wouldn't, yeah, and it, I think you would agree, but you would, you wouldn't want to like say that they're. You wouldn't want to devalue their. Yeah, because like, 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 do they? Like, sure, those people go through a lot. I get that. Like, it's it's a very hard experience, and it's like very tough to understand, and especially if you like develop disorders from it and stuff. Because like everybody, 
is definitely affected by that type of trauma. And to be fair, a whole like gender crisis being called they them. I'm like, that's on the lower end of like what happens to people that are like sexual assault victims. That's on the lower end of like, especially like if it's like multiple times or like over years, the lower end of like, as a result, a large, like, like that, that's a mild reaction. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is like severe drug addiction, like no home drug addiction type of deal. Like that is a very common or, you know, suicide type of deal. Like again, lower end. Sure. They want their pronouns to be they, them. I'm like, if that's what gets you through life, I mean, you got to cope with a lot. Like I, I always say the saying, everybody has their cross to bear, right? Some people bear their cross very well. And some people's crosses are bigger than others. And some people's crosses are huge, but they bear it incredibly well. Well, And some people's crosses are small, but they are crippled from it. It's everybody's different. Like, like I've been through some stuff. Like I've been through life and stuff like that. And like, I'd like to say I bear my cross pretty well. Like I, I, I like to say I, like I hold myself up a little bit. And there are people that like haven't gone through much in life, but then they get hit with like a like they get hit with something and they they don't know how to deal with it, and so that's that cross becomes incredibly heavy and they don't know how to deal with it. I'm not using this as a religious standpoint or anything like this, but I know yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think everyone listening okay, knows cool. that. Cool, like but. If they want their pronouns to be they, them, and they have to go through all that and they, they, they're they able to make it through it and not end their life or go down like an extreme path. And if this is their, their solution and it's worked for them, I understand. Because like some people, they go through this stuff and they find God. I'm like, if that works for you, man, do it. I'm not saying religion is incorrect. I personally don't believe it. But if that works for you, do it. Some people, like myself, I went to the gym a lot. Like, it gets my head out of it, and it lets me get rid of anger. It, like, helps me with all that. It works for me. Some people, they get extremely anxious at the gym. They cry at the gym because, like, they feel like everybody's looking at them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. Like, I'm just saying, you don't necessarily need the gym. If you if you can't go, don't go. I'm saying be healthy. Exercise at home. Get exercise. If you can't go to the gym, understandable. Like, if you want to go to the gym but you can't take small steps work towards it yeah yeah that's i was uh, yeah i was about to disagree with you like yeah don't back down yeah yeah if like here's the if it's crippling and like you don't even really want to go to the gym but like you're told to there's no point in doing something you don't want to do and making yourself feel worse that is just the most toxic thing on the planet but if you can get exercise in some other way and just be healthy overall you don't need to be like yoked, jacked, or anything. If you're just like healthy, you go on runs. Say you go play sports, or you like, you're like you're on a community team. You go on hikes. You go skiing, and you're overall just like a healthy human being. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And if you if it's like you can't go to the gym, and if you're healthy, what's wrong? Not a problem. And if you have some other outlet that makes you feel really good, like say you love crocheting, or you love embroidery, or you love like cross stitching, and that's what helps you. That's what helps you like calm down, get your mind at ease, dude cross stitch the hell out of it dude become the best cross stitcher like that is the best like any like passion that like turns into something and it also helps you relieve anxiety and like all these different mind-boggling thoughts and it helps you calm down and you can create it in passion even like a form of work that's even better i think where i want i want to jump in is there is 
the, there's like you just said yeah there's better forms of coping and there's worse yeah I, and the reason why i take i i've got a problem with the or the reason why i think that getting people that changing your pronouns isn't it shouldn't be an easy task it shouldn't be just like that it should be like you thought about it but it's like it, it's also you working out to bear your cross yeah is a you problem yeah people, i know where you're coming from people starting if i have requested everyone to call me they yeah. them and that's what helps me yeah i am everyone who interacts with me is helping in my getting over this i see so i and, see and that and, yeah, that's a different perspective for sure and me being called they them indicates that i am a victim in that way yeah and that is usually their biggest source of their biggest cross yeah so it would be like if if say you were the victim of x yeah you saying like what would help you is everyone you knew knowing and being apologetic and having pity for you yeah for being a victim of x i get where you're coming from from that there's i get that aspect a little bit but like i also get the aspect of like i also keep kicking your chair because like, i like playing with the chair with my feet <laughs> but uh like i get that but like man i feel like we're all just people just trying to get through life man like I, if you get like if you're like you don't want a pity party but like you're like yo just call me this and like you never you're like you're not really like you're not rude about it and like look i'm this like i'm just not i don't want to go into it it's fine like i just like i just prefer this man and I'm like all right cool i'll call you whatever you want like it's fine and i don't it's not like i'm feeling pity for him because i don't know him i'm just like they want to be called this it's like i don't know if you wanted me to call you a goddamn shoelace i'm like cool <laughs> well, that, and like at that point i'm like you know well, what? would you what, would you put your foot down if someone was like, "Okay, call me ZZM"? Would you not be like, "Oh, I'm like, dude, I don't even know what that means." It sounds like they're beatboxing. I don't know. Like, I, like to be fair, I'll be like, I don't even know what that means. To be like, sure. Because the weird thing is, um, the, the, those ones are the neo pronouns. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't, don't fully understand whatever that is. Like, I'll just be like, I'm like. I've never met someone that's like Z's or that that or anything like that, uh, and like I don't really know how to deal with that yet because like I, I feel like I'll be polite and I'll call them by that, but like I probably won't. Like I don't met, know many people that are within like my friend group that are that, so I probably wouldn't see them very often. So like it's every once in a while I'm just being polite, sure, and like that's that's all it is. I'm just being polite. It's like I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not like so whatever. It's like I just. Look, if this person if this person needs this to be happy, that's like their own thing, man. And I'm like, I'm not gonna take away that and make a confrontation of just like going against something they believe in. Cause okay, you know, like opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and some of them stink, right? And so, like, here's the thing: everybody's perspective is different, and some people stink for other reason, for other reasons, right? And like. I'm not going to get into a freaking debate over their belief system, over their, their, their identity. Cause like, that's, that's a, it's not, it's not even like an opinion for them. For me, it's an opinion, but for them, it's all a lifestyle. So like, yeah. 
an opinion going against a lifestyle. It's just like waiting for confrontation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good point. Like you're like, oh, I think this. I live this. Yeah. Well, that that's like that's a. Uh, oh, I forget what what context Peterson uses, but it's like when you call a core belief into question. Yeah. As as you're alluding to, you're calling in to question much more because they've lived that way. Exactly. So you're calling into question their life. Yeah. Everything they've done. Yeah. So I that I guess that's not tr- what I was trying to get at. Like, would you confront people about their? Yeah, yeah. I get what you're. About, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I understand. They're like, oh, are you for it? Are you against it? Type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. I'm either way. I'm just kind of like Sweden. I'm like, do what you want, man. Like, as long as it doesn't directly affect me. If you shit on me for being born who I am, then I'm going to start getting upset. Like, it's getting to the point where it's kind of like that. Where they're like, well, you don't have an opinion. You're a cis white male and you're yeah. straight. And I'm like, exactly. Okay, then I'm going to get a little upset. I'm like, okay, so. So you want me to say, make up some pronouns before I can talk? Okay, so like, I, I have to be a certain way to be able to have an opinion. Okay, so like, we're, we're you're just like a. A fucking bigot, but you're like, I'm a positive bigot. In what way are you positive? Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's like the the toxicity of like I hate okay, you know toxic masculinity? I believe in that to a degree. Like to the degree that like someone's just like being a douche. Yeah. But also there's a degree of like, when was the how often do you receive a compliment, Calvin? Uh I I know what you're gonna get to and I'll skip to it. I th- for me at least, like compliments are so valuable. Like I remember things my friends have told me like from years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Like you have, it's like a, a three time a year compliment type of deal. Uh, I remember one. I had it from an eighth grade teacher, a French teacher, and she said, "You know what? I really like that color on you on you today. Like it, it's really your outfit." I remember that shit. That shit was like seventh, eighth grade. And then you just fear it's whole life. Been like, in there the whole today. time. Fuck yeah. Oh, my girlfriend said, you look really good in flannels. I bought four flannels immediately. I'm like, okay, cool. This is the best. They're like, oh, Quinn, you're pretty funny. And I went, I need to work on being funnier. And I'm like, because like, if they think I'm funny and like, that's a good trait, I'm going to work on that trait. Yeah. Yeah. They're... I've been trying to give out more compliments to my guy friends. Yeah, because like guys, guys don't receive it. Because like, here's the thing, and well, the, the problem is we've been designed to hear a compliment from a female and think they're flirting. They're like, yeah. are they being friendly or are they flirting? And now it's like this weird cycle of like we don't get compliments, but also like our, we get compliments and we think they're flirting. But it's like. I wish it was able to be like females could also give us compliments and just be like, yeah, you're also a person, a human being. What you're you're doing great, but instead it's like, oh yeah, this bitch wants it. <laughs> like that's such a dumb like mindset. It's and but like it's all like brought in throughout all of us, and especially like there's a case of like America's Got Talent or no? It was um American Idol where this guy had like he's never had he's never kissed a girl before, and she, Katy Perry asks like, oh, can I, like um. You can like kiss me on the cheek or something. And she turned her face and kissed him on the lips. And he was offended because he was like, I didn't ask for my first kiss to be you. And you didn't ask to do that. That's you're taking away my consent for that. And you want to know what happened? Swept under the rug. But say Simon Cowell did the exact same thing. 
That would be. He'd be charged with assault. Show. He'd yeah. be charged with assault. It's the same thing with like uh, like sexual assault cases. People don't realize girls also have sex with guy teenagers when they're older, but nobody talks about it. And then a guy does it, and it's wrong. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not validating pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. make this clear. Like, like, let's, <laughs> official uh, record. All right, official record. Pedophiles not cool. <laughs> but um, the, the Chinese guy overseeing your case. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay. I okay. This guy I was, it was going. It was going. It was going ember for a second. Going to go red. <laughs> but uh, like, both are bad. But for some reason, we've turned one into a gray area, and then it's like, oh no, it's cool. Yeah, whatever. Like, for example, I worked at Walmart, and a girl was pestering everybody, sending her nudes to everybody, and everybody's like, she was younger, though, and she was sending nudes to everybody. They're like, yo, she keeps doing this. It's weird. Get her to stop. They told it to management. And they're like, oh, do you have pictures? I'm like, they're like, that's child pornography. I'm not going to keep that. And they're like, oh, sorry. Nothing was done. A guy sent one dick picture, and he was fired. Wow. Same place. Same place. Wow. It... Uh... I, I mean, there's this Peterson clip where they're talking about male supremacy. Yeah. And he's like, do you mean in prisons or dangerous work? Yeah. Like, do you want to equalize that too? Yeah. And and how about, like you're saying. Yeah. All the cases of sexual assault where yeah. no one, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Where it's like, they want to be equal in, like, the good stuff, the stuff that works for them. But I'm like, what about the bad stuff? Like, when we equalized the draft, women got upset. When we said, oh, women also can be drafted, they went, well, that's not fair. To who? Men are on the draft. Why can't you? If I if we have to get drafted and put our life on the line, why wouldn't you? And then it's like, and then we go to, because I, I think... I think you would probably agree that there, there's a certain sense in men being drafted more than women. Yeah, absolutely. And then we would go to, okay, there can be differences between men and women. Yeah. Because there are differences between men and women. Biologically, dude. Like this, I remember there was a case and um, to be a firefighter, there's a, there's a reason why a lot of women aren't firefighters because they can't meet the physical standard and it's really hard. So, uh, there are some women, women that do it. I'm not going to lie. There are some women that do it. Beast. They got it. They do it, and they're, they're awesome. But it's very hard for them because there's a because you have to carry a bunch of weight and be a cardio act god. And so a woman tried suing the fire department of somewhere a long time ago that it, it was sexist because it met the biological need was too high. And I'm like, so the biological need was too hard to save someone's life. Where's your point? Yeah, you're getting mad at. You should be getting mad at the fires. Yeah, get, like. We don't start the fires. We take people out of them. It's, it, it's, and that's, again, this denial of reality. Yeah. And uh, there, have you listened to Brett Weinstein? I don't Weinstein. believe so, no. Uh, he thinks that a lot of this biological denying is because a lot of young people now primarily live online. Mm. Like, at first, they interact online, and then they kind of live outside of it secondarily. Yeah, that's fair. Like, they, their their primary life is online. Their secondary life is yeah, online, in reality. Yeah, because online, you don't have to... You don't have a physical body. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't have to see what's under the clothes. You, if you dress like a girl, for all intents and purposes, you are. Yeah. And from and most yeah. of the time, like when people who really pass, yeah, you you can completely get a, like get away with anything. Yeah. So, and in in TikTok videos where they're not showing uh, the fucking burning buildings, yeah, you can make a great case for why it's. Exactly. Exactly. You could you completely can't be a female firefighter. skew skew the results. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's biological differences, like muscle mass, testosterone, muscle build, like uh, your bone structure. Like it's completely different. Like there is a case. Like police are is obviously a sensitive topic for a lot of people because police are like not great in a lot of cases. Um, but there's a thing called the chart of lethality. A lot of police recently have come to light that they didn't follow it because it's they're just shooting people. Um, but the thing is, with the lethality chart, you have to like you talk the whole time, and then the last resort is physical violence of using a firearm. There's physical restraint with like your body and stuff. But the problem is, um, when it becomes physically like a physical altercation, and a, there's a woman police officer who's five two, what happens? And you say you're going against a six four suspect suspect that's a male. Yeah. Should she like are we okay with her killing someone? Yeah, or like because we let in someone yeah, who's like they, they immediately have, like, have to go to like a taser or something, which like people underestimate what a taser does. <laughs> Cause like say say this person has a pacemaker and she doesn't know, but she tases them. The pacemaker explodes. Wow. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. There, are there cases of that? Yeah. Yeah. Happens. And it's like, it's not cool. And also like, that, and there aren't a lot of women police officers because like, it's a fucking bad job, dude. Like, it, it's not a fun job. Also like, I'm glad that there's been more um, paramedics that are female though. I'm glad about that because women are generally more sympathetic than men are. Yeah. For sure. You want to know how I know that? Because guys will make fun of this one friend. You always have that one friend you make fun of to such a degree, but you all think it's normal. And then the girlfriend will go in and be like, stop it. Like, you're being mean to him. And like, now I got to get this guy a job. Now I got to help this guy out. Like, I'm being mean. Like, I, before it was a joke, but this now she's sympathetic. Now I feel bad. Like, that's needed much more with RCMP because, like, RCMPs aren't just going to, like, car crashes. They're going to, like domestic abuse households because they're usually there first and then they're going to like all this other stuff like they're picking up people that have like OD'd and then they talk to them they're sympathetic they're talking guys not gonna lie we're not that sympathetic a lot of the time we can be but a lot of the time if we get used to something we're like okay like at McDonald's I have a very I'm very hard I have a very hard time being sympathetic with people that like OD at McDonald's sounds very mean but it's a mission McDonald's and I'm not gonna lie it happens so much it becomes normal yeah, but a lot of the females, a lot, some of them like sympathize. If it's a dude, they don't. They we just we're like, okay, this it's was it a Tuesday? Okay. Like, I'll give you an example. On Welfare Wednesday, everybody receives their checks, right? So the next three or four days after that is the highest OD rate at McDonald's. Not kidding, goes hand in hand because we call them like three day millionaires because they spend all their money on drugs. The record we had between 6 and 2 p.m. was eight ODs in an eight-hour period. Wow. Do you want to know how bad it was? An ambulance parked in our parking lot. They're like, why should we leave? <laughs> why waste the gas? 
Like it got it was that bad at the homeless shelter too. There was a cop parked there. So there's an ambulance parked at ours, a cop parked at the other one. They're like, Why are we leaving? Uh Jordan Peterson once said he had a client where it was like it was fine if he didn't have any money. Yeah. But you give him money and he's on a bender. Yeah. It, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Cause in a lot of things the idea is just oh, it's not funded enough. Yeah. But the welfare money is funding drug overdoses. Yeah. In McDonald's bathroom. Yeah. It's it's really hard to watch because you're saying, I will never hate someone based on their situation. I will hate them as a person. I will not like them as a person. So like you could be homeless and be a really nice guy. I'm like, cool, nice guy. But if you're homeless and a dick, I can still hate you for being a dick. Yeah. Because like I'm not hating you because you're homeless. I'm hating you because you're threatening people with a knife. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's because his situation, like, it's how he's raised. I'm like, yeah, he still has a knife pointed towards people in a McDonald's. <laughs> has that happened when you're working before? Oh, yeah, outside of a McDonald's? Absolutely, at least four times. <laughs> okay, not inside? No, not inside. Okay. No, no, we've had guys walk around naked inside before. Oh. Yeah, but the funniest one is, um, I mean, this guy was naked, we call the cops, right? And we have this camera face in the bathroom. Walks out. Mega chat stance, wide leg, butt naked, direct view of the camera. I'm talking like he couldn't be more center. And I'm like, I was told about it. I didn't get to see the footage, but it was so funny. And uh, then he, he notices the cops. He grabs his clothes, runs out butt naked. That's in a McDonald's, dude. Like, what are you doing? It's such a weird thing because we're funding, we're funding their drug addiction and yeah. we're funding the correction. Yeah. It's like a loop of bullshit. <laughs> and oh, and then the McDonald's people have to deal with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the time. Like, the amount of times I've had to go into the bathroom and smack a guy in the legs with a fucking wet floor sign to wake him up because he's sleeping on the toilet. And we're hoping he's sleeping. We are praying he's sleeping. And sometimes he ain't sleeping. Have you ever so have you ever attacked a dead guy? Uh not dead, but ODing. Oh, okay. But like there have been people that have like they OD and then they get taken away um on an ambulance and they die in the ambulance. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we, we okay, first of all, the paramedics don't like to tell us if they die on scene or not because first of all, kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't tell us. And so uh it's like understandable, understandable. And but I'm also like what happened because <laughs> like it's oh my god it happens so much that it's like routine and here's the thing every guy paramedic i've seen is so routine to it that they, they, they they're like oh there's another one every female uh rsp officer sure they, they're to a degree they're like that they're like, oh it's a routine but also they're like they're looking like in a sense of like are they okay I remember there's this guy that was like potentially ODing outside of this restaurant I was working at. I was like a dishwasher and this guy was like rolling around yelling for like 40, 50 minutes, like may close to an hour. And I called the ambulance. Maybe I thought he was ODing or like having like an episode. And he was dangerous. They show up and this guy goes, ah, he didn't OD. Well, I hope the cops get here before I finish my coffee. That's what the RCMP officer said as he was like leaning against the glass of the restaurant as the guy's like rolling around in circles, just yelling. And then the cops show up and then they go, hey man, stop. And he, he gets up and walks away. 
I'm like, fuck. But, I'm like, god damn it. Every customer that I was there, they're like, is he okay? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And then they saw him walk away and they just go, are you fucking with me? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I'm like, god <laughs> fucking damn it. He just becomes completely normal. It happens so it's much. This guy, was, this guy was freaking Whoa. passed out in the bathroom. We were just hitting him with the wet floor. So I'm like, oh, he's not breathing. He sounds like he's choking. And then the cops kick down the door. As soon as they kick down the door and they go, it's the police. And he stands up and he goes, morning. <laughs> I'm like, are you an NPC? What is this? He just got reset. That's funny. Yeah. He's like, good morning. What seems to be the problem? And they're all like, you're sleeping in the stall. We thought you were dead. Nope. Leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what confidence do you got to have to be that's like, funny. to like fall asleep in the bathroom and look the police in the eyes and be like, yo, what's going on? That's, that's what you guys need to do, I guess. Just pretend to be the police. Yeah. <laughs> pretend to be the police. Oh my God, dude. Like, I always have to kick off people that, like, are begging for money and stuff just because it's, like, a safety hazard because they're standing at the end of the lane that could get hit. And, like, also they just make customers uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel like that's a better reason. You Yeah. And here's the thing. There's one guy. Okay. If you're begging for money, here's the thing you shouldn't wear. Only tidy whities That's the thing you shouldn't wear. You want to know what this guy's wearing? Only tidy whities Not clean ones. <laughs> And he has a sign, and I'm like, you are the most mistrusting guy I've ever looked at in my life. I call him the one-legged bandit. He only has one leg, but he still tries to shoplift, and he sometimes gets a little bit of a head on the, 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 the customer experience people if there's a hill. He fucking rips down the hill. But I remember I saw him trying to steal from a Walmart, and it was snowing outside. He didn't get past the doors. He got stuck in the snow immediately. And that, like, they're like, I'm like, what are you, what are you thinking? But does he have like, Here's the thing, like, like uh, what's that called? Fucking, like, how does he have only one leg and move? What do you mean? He has one leg, like it's chopped off, it's amputated. Oh, is he the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah, I call him the one-legged bandit. That guy, that's an interest, interesting guy because I remember when he used to come into McDonald's when I worked there. Yeah, with two legs. Yeah. This is a sad story. I wonder. I feel like it was the drugs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then he lost one of his legs. Yeah, uh, he he he's around, but I've tried. I've seen him try to shoplift. I'm like, okay, here's the thing: if you see someone realize you're shoplifting, just stop, like just like stop moving. Because I'm like, how do I say this? You ain't gonna outrun them if you're on a wheelchair. Yeah, you ain't gonna. It's not a good wheelchair either. It's not a fancy one. It's rusted. It's been outside. He sleeps outside. It's rusted. He's got to put a lot of effort in to crank it. And I'm like. Why are you making an effort to escape right now? Like it's it's more embarrassing seeing you like try to like you're putting full effort and maybe going like two clicks and then someone walking up to catch you. I I'm I'm surprised that people actually try and catch him. Oh, you want to know how they try? Because he has stuff in his lap, dude. And he just rolls out the front door and we're like, all right, come here, come here, and he's just like going at it. And I'm like, dude, just like, does he still suffer from McDonald's? No, when I was at Walmart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not okay. Well, I wasn't working at Walmart at the time. I was at Walmart, and I've seen him do it. This is when I was working at McDonald's, and I was at a Walmart. And I see him try to go out the front door, and I just see the greeter, who's like 90 years old, and just go, man, what are you doing? Like, give us the stuff back. And he's, he's like walking beside the guy as he's still trying to roll away. And I'm like, 
just drop the stuff, dude. We're not going to do anything to you. Like we, we understand your situation. Like you, but did, we did. They did they grab it off him or did he keep going? They, they took it from him. They're like, just give us the stuff. And then like he eventually just like stopped and like grabbed it. And I'm like, why even make the attempt? Like you, you don't have a receipt or nothing. We didn't see you go through like cell checkout or anything like that. Well, like, yeah, it's just like Blaine's. It's kind of like what happens in uh, California. Right yeah, now. yeah. Have you seen any of that? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of just it. Yeah. Straight up stealing. Yeah, I remember when I. Stealing was huge at Walmart because here's the thing. Here was the Walmart, right? It was like right in the center. Back behind it, behind the fence, and you go down the hill, there was a huge homeless camp. And so what they did, they went up the hill and they tore open the fence on the corner. They'd come in and then Walmart was their pantry. And so legit, you'd see people like stealing every day. The funniest one to me is a guy had a full thing of groceries, right? He waves at me. He's right by the emergency exit. I'm like, what's up, man? And then he takes off out of the emergency exit. I'm like, why did you get my attention? <laughs> like, I legit, I've been thinking about that every day. Like, I haven't worked there in so long, but legit, he was like, hey. I'm like, hey. You know, goes out the emergency area. It's like, bah, 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 like really loud. I'm like, why did you get my attention first? Like, I don't understand. Are you showing off? Like, what is this? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I didn't chase after him because I was like, oh, it was in my department he was stealing from. <laughs> I also don't didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> On that note.